0: Hello. There she I'm is. Here. Okay, that,
1: that works. That works. All right. Uh, yeah. So, yes. Uh, I was actually, I I decided to put something new as my background noise today as I was working on other things. Mm-hmm. I actually, for some insane reason, oh, I know why, it's because I found that one YouTube video. I actually started watching Zoo Ranger. Okay. Oh, really? Neil, there's actually a Godzilla shout-out in it.
0: Excellent.
1: Where where Tyranno Guardian does the does the mile long uh, tail slide drop
0: kick? Excellent.
1: Onto Dragon Caesar.
0: Uh...
1: Yeah, I, I I know those names are terrible, but it's it, it it was it was hilarious. I I was like they they aren't. Oh yes, they are. Okay. Sorry,
2: I'm pulling up all the Rumic World stuff real quick, just cause like. Right, World Cube yeah, just... Theater. Well, uh, I think all of them are basically in the same thing anyway, because they're all basically Rumiko Takahashi anthology. It's just whatever Viz name Viz wanted to call them. But the cube is cute. Let's
1: see here. There was one about boxing nun, right?
2: Yeah, that one was. Well, it's about a guy who has a nun basically as a trainer. Uh, that was one pound gospel.
1: Yes. But yes. that's
2: not part. That's not part of Rumik theater. Okay. Yeah, it, it was it was sort of short story-ish, but it isn't part of it. I used to have all these books. Oh my god, all the Rumic Theater, Rumic World. I had to give them all.
1: I thought her short stories were better than her later stuff. Oh
2: personally. god, the short stories are so much better than um than her long. Well, like I, I like I like Urusei Yatsura. I mean, it is it's fun, and Mason Koku is really good, and Ranma was. Fun for a while.
1: Ran- Ranma was everyone's gateway.
2: Yeah, and Ranma was good for a while, but then it started getting, re- like, I'd say about when the Minotaur showed up. That's about when I was like, nope, no more.
1: Pantyhose?
2: Yes. I just was like, nope, I'm getting off this boat. Because <laughs> I couldn't, I was just like, that's, well, I kept reading, reading, like, I have to admit that I kept reading fan fiction just because at least those went somewhere. Oh, dear Lord. <laughs> Uh, let's see. Oh, Attack on Titan. I've been watching Attack on Titan.
1: Everyone is. It's, it's the oh, next big God. thing. You,
2: you need to watch it. It is so fucking good. It is like, uh, I can't even like, it, it is, it is super fucking gory. Um, it is to the point and it has not disappointed me yet. Like at every point, like it has said, nope, gonna, gonna keep going hardcore. So, I really recommend it. Now, I will admit that it does get a little slow at times, just because, like, this is basically a, they've been making light novels, so what my suspicion is, is that this is just a more animated light novel. Mm. So. Yeah. uh, The first couple couple episodes are, like, this is the world! Here you go! Alright, now we're ready! Let's go! Let's go. Yeah, yeah, lots of explaining. But it's actually really interesting because I got I really I, even though it was a lot of exposition I still enjoyed it. Um, and then being Puppy Cat, mm-hmm. that came out and that was cute. And I don't think there's going to be any more.
1: Gideok, have you seen the manga One Punch Man?
2: Yes, I have read that.
1: Isn't that I've awesome?
2: Re- I've, I've read I yeah I've been reading that for a while. Um, I read the uh the original. You know the uh, the web, the comic. web comic, and
1: then I've read the uh, the,
2: the yeah the reimagined as I call it Cause, and I actually have to say I I actually prefer the webcomic. There's I like something
1: the, like I like the reimagining though because it's it's just so awesome because because well I, it does look cool. I love how his design is so unsuperhero heroic and he looks so trashy and like gaudy compared to even like licenseless writer he looks trashy compared to them.
2: Yeah, I mean,
1: it, 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 I, 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 I superhero d- names too. Licenseless, licenseless rider, who shows up <laughs> on his bicycle and.
2: The names are the names are all really well, like inspired as shit. Um, it's like almost ax cop level naming. It's it's so good, the, but I I, I actually uh, prefer, you know, this... I actually say I prefer the the web comic. It's uh, it seems. There's something fun about how dirty the webcomic is. It's just so quick and dirty.
1: Neil, you would love this manga because it's about this one character who is so overpowered he wins every fight with one punch.
2: But and he's looking for a challenge.
1: Yeah, but he is like he is like the lowest ranked superhero because because no one th- really believes that this guy, this, this bald thirty year old guy that wears like this ridiculous outfit with a cape, is this or, strong. Who-
2: who lost his hair because of all his training. Yes! Um, and I love, I love there
1: was that one Class S hero that was in prison, and all he does is like, he, all he does is he find, finds bad guys he thinks are cute, drags them back to prison, and rapes them.
2: Yeah. It is pretty... <laughs> okay. <laughs> this series is pretty fucked up and awesome. So, um... Isn't it getting an anime? Isn't it getting an anime?
1: I hope so.
2: I fucking, I really fucking hope it gets an anime. Cause like, this and attack on Titan are possibly some of the best things I've seen so far.
1: I, I love his cyborg disciple because his, his cyborg's like, teach me how to be as strong as you master. He's like, okay, push <laughs> up a day, a day and run 10 kilometers a day. And he's like, that can't be, that can't be it master. What is it? He's like, no, that's what I do. It's like, that doesn't yep. make sense
2: <laughs> master
1: <laughs> yeah i love the cyborg sidekick he is hilarious the whole thing is hilarious
2: yeah i i have to rec- i have to highly recommend this because like um there's a later really epic fight um in the webcomic. comic uh, i don't know if they've actually gotten into it in the um,
1: they the, just got to the sea king
2: the the pretty yeah I don't think they've gotten to it, but there's a really epic fight that happens in the webcomic around, like, chapter 50, I think it is. Or maybe it's, like, chapter 60 or something like that. Um, that I, that actually sold me on the series. Like, I kind of skipped ahead because I was like, someone showed it to me. and I was like, oh, okay, I'll check it out. Um, and I have to say, that, like, that fight was really, really good. And even though it was, like, poorly drawn, it was probably one of the best fights I've ever seen, like, in a manga.
1: But just because of
2: what the dialogue was. I,
1: I know, but like the whole the whole the whole, uh, the whole fight between uh, like licenseless rider versus C King. Mm. But because you know licenseless rider is like a class C hero, like and, and he's fighting against Sea King who just like trashed like four class S heroes and Yup and then he lasts just long enough for, for the main character to show up and then he the main character punches Sea King once puts a hole through his chest and it's like, okay, that's it. Yep. I love it The Webcast Beacon Network has been covering and promoting creativity and the creative process since 2007 Starting with the Webcomic Beacon A topical webcomics podcast with a jovial bunch of misfits like your local morning radio show Also, the Webcomic Beacon Newscast recaps reviews and discussions of community and industry news relative to comic creators, especially of digital distribution. Also, the Tropecast, the ever-tangential discussion of literary and visual memes. And finally, Web Fiction World. Before web comics, there was independent and self-published web release written fiction and literature. Find this all at webcastbeacon.com. Be sure to grab a master RSS feed or master iTunes feed and not miss a thing. Okay, so it looks like Abby is not available for some reason.
2: She's uh, now I know, like, I talked to her yesterday, and she has been really, like, putting to, the nose to the grind, I think, on translations and stuff. Okay, like
1: well, that's maybe, understandable, maybe, but, uh, yeah. all right, so, uh, let's, let's start this before we run out of time here. All right, uh, hello, and welcome again to Animation Aficionados. Uh, tonight we're talking about Rumik. Uh, this is your host, Ben. Joined by my co host, TV Sister Nail, Iron Reaver Soul Stealer. And Joining us is Kitty Hawk.
2: Ding 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 ding. Oh shit, I'm going to the past.
1: All right. And tonight we are talking about Rumik World Cube Theater. I I don't know anymore. It's <laughs> it, it's got uh, so of, many Of course, names. the compilation uh compilation of short works by Rumiko Takahashi. Thanks. And uh, let's start with uh let's start with the uh, I remember a story about uh, a woman that has a pet penguin.
2: That was uh, the the tragedy of P.
1: What a lovely story about a cute story with a penguin.
2: It is adorable. Um, it's just well, it's the it's a you know we've all been there hiding a pet in an apartment <laughs> while the landlord is right outside the door, and you're like fuck. <laughs> but it's a penguin, and which is adorable, and also walks around outside. And it's not just a
1: penguin. It's 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 a Rumiko penguin.
2: Yeah, so it's adorable. It's a cute little story. And like this is like typical of like Rumic this actually is a good one to start with, just because like this is sort of like how the rumic uh well, it's called the Rumiko Takahashi anthology in Japan, but it's called Rumic Theater, Rumic World, and other names in 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 the US translations. So and this one's like typical, the typical cute, little happy there's not a lot on the line, but it's sort of you feel tension but also like oh penguin
1: yes and yeah like a, i said yeah, it's not we're... just it's just a regular penguin it is a it is a rumiko penguin
2: because, Yeah,
1: because R- rumiko draws animals in a very rumiko way i should say
2: yeah, they actually made I know they actually made him look more realistic in the um anime. If I if I recall, he would look a little less Rumiko. Like he looked more penguiny in the anime if I remember. He
1: he actually does look like a, someone drew a real penguin in the anime but in in the manga it's it's more of a rumiko penguin.
2: Yeah, I know. And that was what was so that was what was so weird about about the um episode was that like in in the anime they decide to go with a more I would say more realistic like it, you can tell it's like Rumiko Takahashi's style but it's like it seems more subdued if you get what I'm saying.
1: I I do. I do. It's like a uh, Rumiko's work to me has like a, it has like this weird curve because in, in her early career, mm. her, her stuff was rougher, but it had mm. like a lot more character in it. It's mm. like, uh, you know, it's like, uh, I'm going to bring up, uh, bring up one of her, one of her, um, what, what, one, one someone, one of her colleagues, uh, because, because, you know, her, her style and, uh, Adachi style seem to draw from the same source.
2: Well actually I think they had the same teacher or they actually debuted around the same time. They do have this connection between them. They they um, they
1: actually did a story about themselves Yeah, together. they actually
2: it, yeah, it was for like the uh I think it was for some anniversary of the magazine. They decided to do a uh a, a dual short story. So they are sort of connected in that I think they had the same teacher or something like that. Um I think that was the story because they were very like they're very close and it's let's see here Koike.
1: Yeah, they they did they did do this they did this one story where they both told their own personal stories of how they got into manga. I remember it very clearly.
2: Yeah. And uh Rumiko's teacher was uh Kazuo Koike who uh who actually is the Golgo who studied under the Golgo 13 creator, but uh Koike, he did let's see, what's the series he did? Um, Lone Wolf and Club, Cub. So there you go. He also did a bunch of X-Men in Japan, so that's pretty cool.
1: Yeah, it um, uh yeah, I've seen the Japanese X-Men. It's it's
2: uh... It's okay. Um it's it's definitely Japanese superheroes. But yeah, getting back to Rimiko Takahashi, um she went through like different styles, like she had the uh, mainline, main I would call it mainline line style where uh that was like what she mainly did her com- like long form comics in, and then she had this like secondary style that looked a lot more subdued um like are you talking, the eyes about, are you talking were about smaller
1: are you talking about the one that she like did did the more the more uh the more uh artsy stuff with.
2: Um, no, I'm talking about, like, in a lot of, in a lot of her short stories, there's a style that she uses that's a lot more, like, the eyes tend to be a little smaller, the nose, like, the faces tend, there tends to be a lot more white space in the faces, um, and she generally uses this style when she's doing stories set in the past, especially, Yes. But this this seems to be what the um the anime was going for. Was they were going for this more the more subdued? Well, they still get the Rumiko Takahashi, you know, extreme emotion faces and stuff. It seems they went for the subdued style for the whole series. And it's kind of interesting cuz it's like it's very old school Japanese in a way. You know what I'm talking about?
1: Yeah. Yeah, because sometimes I see one of her drawings and it looks like she she's like doing one of those old you know ink paintings.
0: Yeah, and, yeah. And
1: it, it, it's it's really weird looking at her art. Style. It's not not weird in a bad way, but it's weird in a sort of sort of uh, sort of kind of kind of art history mixing with with pop culture sort of way.
2: Yeah, and like the one that I'm like comes to mind especially like this is the bizarre style like, and then she has this other style where it's like a really heavy line. And, like, uh, Slim Cannon is the one that I I think of the most when I think of that style because it's, like, the hair is really bizarre in that there'll be these, like, really thick ink brush lines and then tone over that. And it's just, it's like she used her short stories to play around with different styles, which is really cool. And you can see like where she was developing, like okay, so I want to do the eyes this way, I want to do the hair this way. So if you really want to see her working through things, her short stories are really the place to go. Mm. Um, and that's why, like, I really was happy when they when they animated Rumic Theater because uh, prior to that, the, you know, there was like the the Mermaids Forest series that had been animated. I think Fire Tripper. Was it yeah, Fire Tripper, Maris the Chojo, and Laughing Target.
1: And Fire Tripper is what some people call the proto inuyasha
2: Uh yeah, actually that's the one I was referencing in the intro. Um, this is actually one of my favorites. Uh Fire Tripper, um basically the, the girl has a bell that when it rings when there's a fire. When she when fire engulfs her, it rings and she goes to the past. And she meets a young man in the past and is in the warring states era, so it really is like it really is like the prototype to enter Yasha. Um, and I'll go ahead and spoil it and say the ending is kind of similar too, and that she goes back to the past, except that she doesn't do this bullshit. And then she finishes high school, and then she goes back to the past because she needed to finish high school
1: i think that i think that high school education is actually slightly more worthwhile in the past than it is today
2: (laughs) well well i I, but it just seems it seems like i think her editor i've heard i've heard a, a lot of shit recently about like editors are telling writers and artists like you need to stay within these uh moral guidelines like because the government has been cracking down on unpatriotic things things that will lead to delinquency and such like that. So what I think happened is, is that she might've had an ending where <clears throat> Kagome, you know, stayed in the past, didn't finish high school and all that. But I think her editor said, no, she has to finish high school. Cause you know, kids shouldn't drop out. Yeah.
1: You know past. what? That was, that was only like half a chapter where she had to finish high school. So I imagine they just, they just sort of added add extra pages. So the whole issue's worth worth. Yeah. Like, between. yeah, that,
2: that... Yeah, that's what I think happened. I think, honestly, what happened is is that that was the, okay, and she finishes high school because that will totally help her in the past, uh, let me tell you, even though, you know, they have magic and shit. And she seemed to do
1: fine by herself earlier.
2: Yeah, exactly. That's why, like, that really got to me. But anyway, getting back to Fire Tripper, Fire Tripper is a hell of a lot better, so if you can get a copy of it, you know, definitely watch it. It's, it's the animation is really good. It's like classic eighties animation. Um, and then there's like Marissa Chojo, which was also animated in the eighties. Um, which I really, I really like. It's pretty funny. It's about a super strong girl and how she's constantly poor because of her stupidity.
1: And <laughs>
2: it, yeah, she she breaks her ship, she has to fix it, so she has to go on another bounty ah.
1: so is this is this is this like a space story?
2: yeah, it's a space story let me um show you the, here's the actually this might cover.
1: interest neil a lot neil this sounds like it might interest you it's like this kind of yeah, space this is, bounty this is, hunter a, thing
2: yeah, it really honestly is like of the time like that uh the space opera sort of deal. And it's actually pretty fun, but it's like the typical poor Japanese poor humor, which, you know, drives some people um, up the Daddy. walls. Yeah. It's, I, I can sort of ignore it because it's like I, I have been immunized against it too, too much. Oh, and then Laughing Target. Have you seen Laughing Target? I have not. Oh, man. Laughing Target's really good. Um, it's basically about a guy who's been... Um, engaged to his cousin to so that they can lead the clan, and she is a total fucking psycho. So but that, means,
1: that just means you love her.
2: Oh yeah, yeah. Like it's it's and she looks like Kadachi from uh from, from Ranma one half. So she is a crazy fucking bitch. Uh, so that one's really good. I'm not gonna ruin that one too much because you know it's sort of like horror. And then, of course, there's the Mermaid Forest or Mermaid Scar, which sort of get lumped into rumic Theater.
1: Yeah, but it's really a totally different tone.
2: Well, no, actually, because, like, the rumic Theater goes from, like, from Laughing Target, like, level to the Tragedy of Pea. You know, oh, we're hiding a penguin. Or, oh, what's that one where they, uh, where it becomes a, oh, yeah, House of Garbage which is where the front door is mistaken for a garbage spot. So you can go from, like, ha-ha, cute little middle-class life um, fun drama to, oh, my God, people are eating mermaids.
1: Neil, <laughs> in case you didn't know, the mermaid saga is about if you eat a mermaid's flesh, you become immortal or you go crazy and get horribly something
2: disfigured well you turn into a fish person and die because you can't survive like that or you can in some cases because there's a few stories where they do and it's horrible and it's like it's the horror comes from in the japanese have this like it's like a trope where living forever is actually one of the worst things that can happen to you because you can never know peace. You'll continue to suffer because it comes from a, the Buddhist belief that life is suffering.
1: And it's, this is this is ex, this actually tied heavily into the Wolverine.
2: Yeah. So. Which I
1: imagine you've seen already, Kitty Hawk.
2: Oh God, I, it was actually pretty good. I actually enjoyed um, enjoyed it, and that last part of the movie is actually the reason to go see it. So.
1: Silver Samurai.
2: Know, no, 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 no. I'm talking about the credit cookie.
1: Oh, the crack cookie was awesome, yeah. but even yeah. before then, I was always I satisfied with the movie.
2: Yeah, I mean, like, Trevor really hated that, like, you know, the adamantium claws got cut, and, like, the only explanation we could come up with is that that was vibranium. He did vibranium, which then Trevor said, Jesus fucking Christ, to make two swords out of vibranium, he would have had to have the entire GDP of America twice. So <laughs> fuck him.
1: So so this is what not is, real. What <laughs> Vibranium isn't real. Did you remind know, him well, of that?
2: Well, I mean, but it's you know, if you're gonna go with the Marvel universe, he is correct. That like that much like, okay, that much adamantium is a lot of money, but that much vibranium, no. Uh but I just sort of said, I don't fucking care. I just saw a guy in a giant samurai suit fighting. Okay, I'm I'm okay with this.
1: And drilling holes into Wolverine's bone marrow.
2: Yeah, that, no, that, that was... I have to admit that that is a bit... like, With the Red Letter Media guys point out, that was pretty uh, goofy, and I actually had the same idea, I Actually, too. it kind of
1: made sense to me, because if you wanted to take away Wolverine's healing, it would be in his bone marrow.
2: Yeah, and it, it kind of makes sense, but then you've also got to... But, like, he had to make sure that he cut off his claws perfectly. So, it's kind of... it's It's like... Yeah, that's kind of cool, but it's also kind of like very. I, I'll have to put it this way: it's very bad comic book writing, and I guess that's why I liked it because it was so like goofy. So I, I have to say, I actually like that movie. Um, it's it's pretty fun. I like but, yeah.
1: the, I like the movie a lot too.
2: Yeah, and I and also the 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 leads were like everyone. Did a very good job, and the leads were attractive. It wasn't like I was looking at, like, either skeletons or catch it wasn't, dolls. It
1: wasn't like you were looking at a bunch of white people wearing Asian makeup.
2: Yeah, that was the other thing that I really appreciated. Thank you, Marvel. That was really nice. But, yeah, getting back to Rimako Takahashi, yeah. It goes from, it like, the, the gambit goes from, like, cute little happy middle-class adventures all the way, like, like a couple that love to fight all the time. And they, you know, they have to learn not to fight because they're disturbing their neighbors. And, you know, this causes tension in their, their relationship. Uh, and then there's a story about, um, I don't know, uh, like, these people have to go back to um, this their friend's hometown and they find out that they they were all hoping that she wouldn't show up and take the inheritance and like then there's all this like stuff to kill them and shit so it's like yeah rumiko takahashi definitely is like a very varied writer and i actually and i actually enjoy her horror stories a lot because they they tend to really be creepy as shit and also the way that she draws horror is pretty awesome
1: yeah, it is. It's like I said, it's really weird to me because you know she uh, she she wrote she did those horrible horror things, those really scary images, and then when she did Inuyasha, she drew all these weird these weird demons with like uh, Ron style goofy faces. And I'm like, what what the fuck?
2: Well, but that was because we're, like okay, Inuyasha was definitely for kids, so it's it's obvious that she had to go a little bit more like kid friendly. Whereas when she's doing her short stories, I'd honestly say these are for her. So she can go <laughs> and do them however she wants. Um, yeah, but Inuyasha, like, and also, like, the level of detail she puts into her short stories, I understand she can't do that on her weekly series. Like, when she's doing Inuyasha or the one she's doing right now, which is Renee. Ugh. Oh, God, Renee is terrible. Ugh. Yeah, and, and and then you can see a lot of, like, from her short stories, stuff. are getting into stuff. Some of that stuff's getting into Renee, and she's also like cribbing a lot of stuff from like Urusei Yatsura, which is also hilarious because you know that's herself.
1: Yes. So let's talk about the the one pound gospel.
2: Oh, one pound one pound gospel. I is I think it technically part. Yeah, it is technically part of the anthology, but in America it was released as its own thing. Um, and it's basically about a. A fighter I think he's like a featherweight or something like that and he he keeps getting over his weight limit and this ner- nun is basically his trainer and she keeps him from eating and keeps him on the right path and of course the humor comes from he's always like fighting against her and shit like that so and it was never like then it like people complain that it was never finished but I don't think it was ever actually meant to be finished. I think it was just supposed to be sort of like some, here's some stories with these characters. Right. Yeah. Um, so it's it's actually a good read. I um, And they did do an OVA, I believe. Yeah, they did. 1988. So it's, you know, check that out. It's part of her short story. So it's not going to be, I can already say it's not going to be bullshit.
1: Yeah, there's some things that she did that were not animated. Like, excuse me for being a dog.
2: Yes, I remember that one and uh, the Diet Goddess and oh yeah, I'm looking at that. That's in one, one or double. I I had and like I said, I have all of these books. Uh, I, well, I had all of these books and like I loved all these stories and like when I and I have to say this after I read her short stories. I think actually that's when my love affair with her long form sort of crumbled because these were just so wonderful and contained. I think that's also why say Yurise- Yatsura is so much better too because they're sort of contained stories in- until you get into the later stories and then they get kind of long form. But in the beginning it was sort of episodic. Which actually, that one's actually, speaking of this, Those Selfish Aliens is actually the... um the inspiration for uh Uruse Yatsura.
1: Yes. And uh yeah. looking at other stories she did that uh
3: wasn't wasn't the name Urusa Yatsura kind of a pun? It's like those annoying aliens or something like
0: that.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's so it's it's basically and let's see, uh oh they don't have the Japanese name. But the, those selfish aliens sounds similar to yeah.
1: And uh the one thing that they actually I'm looking at here is lots of her short stories are actually do touch sports, I, I think, yeah. which, is, which is interesting to me because, like I said, you know, you, you know, Takahashi isn't known for sports manga, but her contemporary Adachi, that's not all he does, but it's pretty much what he's known for.
2: Yeah. And um... and
1: uh, here it and, 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 uh, looks like we are corrected, Kitty Hawk. Mm. Takahashi did a rugby manga.
2: Oh, shit, I remember, that was in the short, actually, that's in the short stories, I remember that one. Yes. Um, and there's also a, ba- there's also one based on, like, I think there's two of them actually based on baseball. Yes. Um, yeah, I actually but, but know Remember that. when we yeah. said
1: that there was only one rugby manga and it was weird?
2: Well, but, like, I'm saying, like, as a series, I didn't mean as a short story, because if you right. go into short stories, then, oh, God, now we're going to have to sift through so many. <laughs> because there are probably a ton of rugby short stories out there because rugby was kind of big in Japan for a bit it's just it never caught on mainly because like it's not pop i think i'm not going to claim this but i think it's mainly because i think it wasn't popular in america
1: so yeah yeah
2: but yeah um yeah i think we've like most most of these are really good i'd have to say like some of them are sort of eh, but none of them are actually like disappointing or anything like you won't like feel like put out by any of these they're pretty well written um the anime is is basically like watching it's basically follows the same path there's no like changes or anything
1: right i think it's really interesting seeing rumiko doing short stories like her strength is in doing like one-offs more so yeah. doing large epics anymore because I think part of the problem is the uh, is the choking almost suffocating pressure. You have to make it a shonen series. The shonen series mm-hmm. has to has to be a fighting series. Fighting series has to has has to have the rival best friend character and 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 all of this. And then all of a sudden mm-hmm. you wind up with Naruto.
2: Well, I think it's also just that um, I, I think things have changed a lot in manga since, like, when Rumiko and Adachi and all, and even, like, Toriyama debuted. Um, it seemed more creator-driven back then. Like, uh, creators had a little bit more control so they could do things like short stories. Because you read about, like, if you read about manga, like, back in, like, the 70s and 80s, Artists had time to do like short stories or side projects and things like that. But if you read about like manga artists today, they don't seem to have that same luxury. Or they don't seem to be driven to do that because it's more about getting that hit series that's going to turn into an anime.
1: You're right, you're right. But the, uh, let's not disparage too much because... No, no, no because, no. because, like I said, I think that there's this shonen formula thing that's infecting... Manga, at least the manga that's getting that gets over here, and Whoa! even and uh, well, let, let me continue oh, no, really quickly. Yeah. And uh, I I think I'm a little, being a little unfair too because because the the Takahashi's home shown on Sunday mm. does have m- most of the manga that I say is great and I read. Mm. Like they, it does it does have uh, you know the World God Only Knows, which I read for some months godly reason uh it, it it does have detective conan mm. conan there's an a there neil conan conan conan
2: but in japanese conan
1: this is like your thing with mark miller
3: you keep <laughs> miller. i've heard the man say his own Brisbane. name
2: Brisbane. Melbourne. How, how do you
3: spell pillar uh then pillar
2: <laughs> it's conan is that a, it's like a spanish woman <laughs> pillar uh, I think it's mostly just, I think it's actually like a more, just, you gotta get the hit series. Like, honestly, I would think with Rumiko, and this is just what I'm thinking. I think with her, she ha- she feels this pressure to continue to stay, like... On top? On top. And I think that's why she stuck to this formula of the sh- the Shonen formula. Because um I've noticed a lot of my favorite creators have actually switched over to it. Like, um, Chihosato, oh, not Chihosato, uh, who's the woman who does, Yu Atase, uh who does, uh, who used to do Fushigi Yugi? She's doing, um, Arata Kangatari. And...
1: I tried reading that. I really did try. The art is gorgeous. I just don't like it.
2: I got a hundred chapters in. I have to admit that I got a hundred chapters in. And I just was like, this is fucking Bullshit. And then uh, over in Clampland, you've got Gate 7. And it's just that it's infected. Over
1: in Clampland.
2: Clampland, yeah. Let's see. Flashback after flashback. But it it seems like, yeah, I really do agree with you. I think that the, the Shonen formula has sort of creeped into everything. And I think it's this increased, everything must be a hit. It's the same as like in America, where like every movie has a feminine plot structure. Meaning that there are several climaxes. So that, one, <laughs> that's what it's called. I mean, go look it up. Oh. That's what it's called, and it's But there's only But there's
1: only one G-spot climax.
2: Well, not really, because, okay, look at The Dark Knight. There's, like, several places where, like, you could say that's the climax of the movie. And the thing is, is that that's infected everything, just because that way you can put it on TV and split it up. And it's also because it increases the length of your movie. And that increasing the length of your movie means that you can kick out other movies out of the movie theater, meaning if you have an a movie that runs for three hours and it's a hit, you're going to probably have to have several screens for it, which means that you shove out smaller movies so really honestly, what I'm trying to say is is that a lot of the I think a lot of creativity has been kicked out just because it's this quest to make a shit ton of money. But what you get in this this process is you get Renee. Like, Renee is obviously definitely written to be, like, a shonen adventure-type series, but it just misses the mark at every point because I think she's just tired. Because it's just terrible.
1: Renee's just recycling lots of Ranma and Inuyasha ideas. Yeah,
2: and that's why I think this is honestly she's tired. And I, I don't... I really wish, like, she, she would retire because, like, She's in. I think she's in her fifties now. At least she's got to be in her sixties by now. Yeah, she's in her sixties. No, no, she's fifty-five. She's fifty-five. Okay, but she has a lot of fucking money. She could retire. Stop making crap.
1: I'm you really heard it I'm really serious.
2: A... No, Renee is terrible. Renee is like no. It is
1: terrible. It is terrible.
2: It, it's like it's like I thought Inuyasha. Okay, like I read Inuyasha for a while just because I thought okay, I liked Ranma, this is sort of more set, this has, I thought, okay, this has got demons. This is actually going to be pretty cool, right? And then it became a catch all sort of bullshit. And I thought, okay, this new series she's starting, it seems to be following a more like the supernatural shit again. Maybe this will be more like her short stories.
1: Nope. No!
2: And, like, she did some short stories right before she started Renee. And even she did some right before she started Inuyasha. And they were really, really good. They were all really fun to read. Um, there was one about a, a woman and her mother-in-law. She hates her mother-in-law. And they go on this trip. And it's actually a really touching story about these two people that sort of learn to tolerate each other. But they don't learn to love each other. They just learn to tolerate each other. It's a really good story. But this, And then she goes and writes Rene. <laughs> So I guess what I'm trying to say is, is like, if you want to read Renma Takahashi, the short stories are really honestly where it's all at. Um yes. You know, you can read her long form. If you're going to read her long form, I would say probably the best one to read is Mason Okoku. A, a younger version of myself would not have said that, but I have to, after seeing what happened with Ranma, uh, <laughs> yeah. And and, and Ursa, Ursa Gatsura is a, a lot of fun too. It's just really bizarre and fun and but the short stories are where it's at, man.
1: Yes. And, uh, yes. So, yeah, Roomic Theater, one or double, that's the one with the, 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 the guy who turns into a dog every time he gets a nosebleed. And, yep, uh,
2: yep, yep. And, uh, also the Grandfather of All Baseball Games, which is the one I was talking about with the, uh, the baseball. Um, oh, and there's a Kendo, a Kendo story, too, with, uh, with, with Body Swap. I forgot about that one. That's actually what gave the thing its title.
1: Okay, yeah, that's a weird title for, uh for a kendo story.
2: An accident places the soul of a fanatic kendo coach into his favorite pupil's crush and will not leave his pupil will not leave until his pupil can get at least one point on him. But when he leaves they found out that his they had he but he leaves when they find his body and he came back. So it's basically like he thinks he's dead, he goes into his his favorite pupil's girlfriend and it's pretty hilarious as the it's basically like Isaku's story with the with the professor, because I think at some okay. point he actually goes, Oh my god, I have breasts! Awesome! <laughs> okay. Yeah, so there's actually, re- that's a really cute one. So yeah, uh, One or Double is actually, I, I would say, actually one of the best of the, the collections. Just because it has, it even has like, Shake Your Buddha, which is bizarre as fuck.
1: Interesting, interesting. Yeah, have you
2: never seen that one?
1: Shake your Buddha? No, I've not. I've, uh, I, I it, with roommate with wonder double, I only got as far as. Excuse me for being a dog. I started laughing at it. And I had to put it away and do something else.
2: Ah, uh, you need to read the rest because, like, there's um a yam a yam fanatic versus the Buddha over the survival of Japan.
1: I do not know how to respond to that.
2: It's awesome. This is what this is what I'm talking about. Rumiko Takahashi seems to do better with these like little short contained stories. So there you go, kids. Viz published all of them. Go pick them up. Okay. Yeah.
1: All right. Well, uh, let's see here. I think we gotta wrap up because Kitty Hawk has pages to ink. Yes, I do. All right. So uh, this is our look into the Rumik. Side story stuff, the one shots, the stuff that's worthwhile. Where Rumiko, the richest woman in Japan, got a chance (laughs) to stretch her legs creatively, do things differently. You know, play with her art style, play with the characterizations, play with the story, and really do things that you wouldn't be expecting for the same person who did who did the uh, characterization yo yo that is called Ranma Yasha.
2: Yep. All right. uh, This year Ben.
3: With TV's Vision Neal, I was on this episode. Yay!
1: Technically.
2: <gasps> and Kitty Hawk, a Sparkling Generation Valkyrie Yuki. com. Sexy fun. You'll love it.
1: And we're saying goodnight. Goodbye. Sayonara. It's time for intermission, boys and girls. Movie Week in Review is the Geek Cast
3: Radio Network's weekly movie podcast. Steve and Mike take a look back on their favorite films and give you their thoughts. They also bring co-hosts at times. If you are a movie buff, listen to m only on geekcastradio.com.
1: Hey, I'm Gary. I'm Mike. I'm Chuck. And I'm Justin. Join the four of us every week on the internet's number one and longest running G.I. Joe podcast, What's on Joe Mind? It's Joe news, reviews, and interviews like you've never heard them before delivered right to your MP3 player. Our guests include Jason Marsden, Kevin Michael Richardson, and Matt Yang King from G.I. Joe Renegades, Larry Hama, Robert Atkins, and
3: John Barber from IDW Publishing, and many more from around the online Joe community.
1: Yeah, it's guys talking about Joe. Think of it as Joe Talk meets Sports Talk. And we make fun of Chuck. Right, and we, hey, again? Come on, Chuck. We're just kidding kind of sometimes chuck makes fun of himself right and we okay seriously this is just getting ridiculous now it's what's on joe mind every week on the geekcast radio network inside com, stitcher smart radio and itunes download and listen today i suppose i still can't say something about transformers can i Come good on, man. no what
0: about sports uh, that sounds yeah, good yeah that's mean. all
3: right Tooncast is dedicated to the cartoons we grew up with. 100 episodes and more make up one of the GCRN's most popular podcasts. Join hosts TFG and Mike, Optimus Solo, Terror the Rising Star, and tons of guest hosts. We also have voice actor and writer interviews. Tune in to Tooncast
1: as we look back on the cartoons that defined us as geeks. You can find TuneCast on iTunes and the web at www.geekcastradio.com. Tune in.
0: And now, back to the show.
1: Here we go. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, so, Abby. I should turn my
4: thing
3: down.
1: Okay. Left. Yes, I should probably stop listening to the Moody Blues.
3: That'd probably
1: be a good idea. Yes. I was timing you by nights, by playing Nights in White Satin, Neil. Ah. <laughs> There's two songs that DJs love. It's Nights in the White Satin and American Pie. Ah, you know why the DJs love those songs? Because they're, they're long, really long. Style. They can get to go to the bathroom. <laughs> yes. Yes. Sadly I know a couple DJ well, not sadly, because they're great people, but uh, but they tell me they're <laughs> DJing secrets. I know their secrets. I know their ways, their secrets.
3: <laughs> those are hardly secrets though.
1: <laughs> Don't ruin this for me, Neil. <laughs>
4: Is Kitty Hawk going to show, or are we
1: going without her? Uh, we are going without her because uh, she, she, her landlord just cut the power like 30 minutes <laughs> before the lap, the hour.
0: <gasps> Why?
1: Because she lives in Australia.
4: Why would they do that?
1: Because they're working on the roof.
4: That's stupid, I not Because the
3: landlord that. is mad with power.
1: Yes. Yeah, that's totally it. He's drunk with power. You know, we we earlier tried to do this with Kitty Hawk, but uh, there were time constraints. So here we are again on our own. And uh, yes,
4: double podcast. Yes.
1: yes. What does it mean? Uh, oh, God. And uh, <sighs> <laughs> what deal? <Neil? laughs> Nothing.
3: Okay. I saw what you did there.
1: Mm-hmm. Uh, okay, okay, okay. No, enough of enough of the idle chit chat. We have to talk about Rumiko, room, Rumiko roomic yes. World. Is, is it World or Theater or something? The the OVA thing. What was it
4: the, called? The, the I don't remember. It, Shoot, <laughs> I think that both of them were like um, were like different anthologies that were made into. Anime.
1: There were okay. Okay, Wikipedia has just told me it it's... theater. Yes, yes.
4: Yeah. Yes, I also was... <laughs> yeah,
1: I oh, pardon me. Pardon me, I had a cold. <laughs> All right, uh, let me get find my voice again. Oh, Sorry, my sister was visiting last week, and uh, she decided the best way for me to entertain her while she was visiting was to take me to a bunch of karaoke places. I'm half Korean. Car- karaoke is one of the pastimes.
3: It's one of those things. Did
1: the other being Starcraft.
3: The, did you sing The Touch? No, I sang
1: Journey. Oh, well, everybody sings Journey. Journey is the quintessential karaoke music.
4: Let me
1: see. She's just a small-town girl. Yes, yes. Okay, I'm not going to that. That's all.
4: That's all. I think that um, I think that uh, for people who have watched who who are old and who um, have watched anime, that probably one of the first anime they watched was a Rumiko Takahashi
1: story. Yes, the the one thing that's really interesting to me about this is yeah, R- Rumiko has this distinct oh that's a Rumiko animal kind of drawing style,
0: mm-hmm.
1: and I don't know the best way of putting it, but whenever Rumiko draws an animal, it's like cute. Well, it's cute, but at the same time, it has these big googly eyes that's... Right. And, uh, and the tragedy of P is, in, in the manga, it's it's a Rumiko animal. But in the anime, they, like, real life it up a little bit.
3: <laughs> I was going to say that's called expressionism, but...
1: But, you know what I mean about yeah. the giant, almost goofy-looking, big old... Uh... I know what you mean. Okay. It's... <laughs> I just uh, you know one of the things that really attracts me to Rumiko's art style is the expressions. You know, she has this old school style that has gorgeous, gorgeous expressions on them, and uh, and and it's it's also the ink style is reminds me of old fashioned Japanese you know ink paintings, but at the same time, boom, goofy expression. It's kind of hard to explain. It's it's uh, it, it's something that I think has to do with uh, with uh, where she. Where, where she came from, art-wise, because uh, because you know her art style has very lots of similarities to Adachi's style, and both of them were under the were trained at the same person, I believe.
0: Oh yeah,
1: yeah. I
4: didn't know that,
1: but yeah, the uh, the the Rumic Theater shorts they are they are very interesting. As is Rumiko's own career, because she has like she has run longer, faster, harder than most other mangaka's have.
4: Yes, that's true. And she also got the chance, she also sort of broke into um, the sort of seinen or, you know, for boys comics as a woman. She's like the first one.
1: Yes, she was. Yeah, absolutely. But a part of me sort of feels kind of, you know, I, I like her, like her mystery stuff and her, like, horror stuff, you know, like. Yeah, the,
4: the shorter format stuff.
1: Yeah, the, like the mermaid saga. Yeah, and you know when I ever, whenever I see she gets another long running series, I sort of cringe a little bit because after Rama, it's like downhill.
3: Your eyes just kind of
4: over. Well, open. yeah, and and Rama itself has a lot of like pacing issues.
1: <laughs> That's a polite way to put it.
4: <laughs> yeah,
1: but but to, to, what I loved was was how Kitty Hawk put it. Kitty Hawk put it as as Neil. What's he called again?
3: Uh, the uh... oh god, what the feminine plot structure?
1: Oh god, what? is that what you were referring to? Yeah, <laughs> Neil, you explain because I'm I'm afraid. I'm oh, I got to
3: take the hit for this. Okay, feminine <laughs> plot structure means multiple climaxes.
4: What? What? Yeah. <laughs> That's enough. You're all done. In 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 absentia, I rebuke thee pretty hard. <laughs>
1: Oh, <sighs> so anyhow. <laughs> she said it, not us. But we laughed
3: pretty hard at it.
4: Yeah, yeah.
1: But uh, but yeah, it's a part, part of me sort of cringe whenever she does another long format story because I think it's the Shonen formula that it seems to infect everything that's like brought over here now. You know, there's, uh, you know, lots of fighting, lots of...
4: Just, yeah. It goes on essentially forever.
1: Yeah, lots of fighting, the friend slash rival character, uh, you know, a status quo, uh, a mission to complete, and then all of a sudden you wind up with Naruto.
4: Or Pokemon.
1: Yes. Or.
4: Yes. Well, I mean, like when you think about it, it was all started by. Um, well, it was. It was not all started by, but uh, Dragon Ball was definitely one of the series that made it made it the uh, most popular, I guess. No, you know what, that's even wrong. There's there've been comics that have been going on for for basically forever, um, in Japan still, like um Mikochi, I believe it's called. Uh is that the Kuchikame? It's Kuchikame.
1: Which one was it, this one again?
4: It's the one it's called um it's called, uh, it's basically, okay, the, it's called, people call it Coach Kame, but it's a sh- long, the long phrase. Is it
1: um, the, is it about the cop with the giant eyebrow?
4: Yes, it's about the cop with the giant eyebrow. Okay. And it, it's actually the longest running manga series in history. Um, and I think it's still going. Oh no, it stopped. No, wait, 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 wait. Yeah, it's still going. still <laughs> <laughs> going. It's still going. It, it's um yeah it's just it's about a neighborhood police station so there's a cop and it's but yeah so that's uh you know 186 volumes of manga right there.
1: Damn and I thought uh, and I thought Conan ran ran long. Conan.
4: Yeah they kind of tend to go very. Conan
1: fast. Neil, there's an A there. We
3: we discussed this.
4: Oh, Did you have a Conan argument? <laughs>
3: He has this thing for – what Ben forgets is that the English language is full of uh, contradictions as far as rules go. Well,
4: like, that and that and, uh, dialects, but
0: whatever.
1: <laughs> but like I said, there's an A there. I mean, when, when Conan O'Brien was on live, we just kept on calling him Conan. How do you
3: spell Pillar, Ben?
1: <laughs> P-I-L-L-A-R. There's an pillar. A there, Ben. <laughs>
3: okay. Well, pillar.
1: We... Okay.
3: Conan. Mark Miller. Millar. <laughs> he doesn't even pronounce it that way, Ben. I've heard him say his own name.
1: <laughs> yeah, but he says stupid shit all the time, Neil. Like,
3: who, Who's the main character of uh, of the Highlander series? Connor McLeod? How do you spell McLeod? McLeod. Exactly. <laughs> all right, we're, we're <laughs> okay, done with this. We're digressing. <laughs> <laughs> yes.
1: okay, 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 okay. Conan. Okay, uh, yeah. Yeah, tragedy of P. That's where we were.
4: Yes, we're we're looking at that, or we're talking about that.
1: Yes. So the tragedy of P was, uh, like I said, it's 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 like a slice of life, uh, or as Kitty Hawk puts it, the middle the middle class. Yeah. The, the struggles of the middle class is how Kitty Hawk puts most of uh, Rubico's short stories. I, I I think I think Kitty Hawk likes to insert class warfare in some things, but uh, we still love her. <laughs> <laughs> All right, um, uh, let's see. Uh, which, which, which of these? Speaking of uncomfortable subjects, which of these? Uh, which of these shorts were were your favorite, Abby? Oh
4: shoot, this is the part where it comes out that I didn't know we were supposed to watch this.
1: Okay, which of these manga stories were your favorite? <laughs>
4: um, let's see. I don't know. It's tough to say because I like I like the sort of um, slice of life stuff. Hmm.
1: Okay, let's talk about Rumiko as a as a manga car and animation force and career and stuff.
4: Yes, that's better. Yeah, better that's okay. definitely something that I have lots of knowledge on.
3: Okay, Neil. To be fair, I wasn't exactly clear about what we were covering when I emailed.
4: her. No, that is a hundred percent sure you were not. <laughs> do not, do not cut those this line out of it, out of the thing, like we, eventual we, podcast. Don't be like, yeah, Abby didn't do her homework because
1: it's my fault. It's it's partially my fault because I said to Neil, okay, Neil, we're doing we're doing roomek, and Neil's like, oh, okay, and yeah, that makes
0: sense.
1: So it's my fault. I'm gonna I'm gonna take the hit. It's my fault.
0: That's okay
4: because I just read, I like while we were talking, I read the um. I read the uh, the the P story, the tragedy of P. So now I've read one of them.
1: Yay! Well, Yay. well, well uh, I'm gonna let Neil tell one of his favorite uh, Rumiko anime stories. Oh, uh, is
3: this uh Oshi. Yes. How he, Oshi. Uh, how he, uh, how he uh, how sort he of screwed up movie two of Urusei Yatsura.
1: Beautiful dreamers.
4: Yeah. I like that movie.
3: Yeah, that, that is like the best one. Yeah. There's not much to tell beyond that. He he basically went totally against her her format and told a story about all the minor characters and even had a resolution where uh Hikar H- Ataru I'm sorry, Hikaru is from oh. another anime. Uh, Ataru uh confesses his love for Lum and she's like, No, that's not the way it's supposed to go at all and after that Oshi never worked on another movie. Didn't work on no. the series either.
1: Didn't work on anything no. Rumiko worked on again.
3: Yeah.
4: And he's like, fine,
3: I'll 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 go make Ghost in the Shell.
4: Yeah, I'll go be super popular <laughs> and famous.
3: Although the funny thing about that movie is that I I bought the uh, the, the movie box set from Animego a while ago, and I get it, and it's it's a six movie box set, but there's only five movies in it. Movie two is missing. I'm like, what the? And then I look, and it says uh, this movie is produced by Central Park Media. You have to buy it separately.
4: Oh.
3: <laughs> and i did. Well, it's nice they gave you a slot. Yeah, they gave it that was pretty cool. And it even matches. Oh, that's nice. Yeah.
4: That's cool of them.
1: That's very polite of them to let you have a matching box set now between two different two different rights holders. That's actually unheard of. You know, next you'll hear that Sony teams up with Marvel Entertainment and you can get like a Marvel movie box set that goes together. Not going to happen. <laughs> but uh <laughs> But, but yeah.
3: Like yeah, a Muppet it's... movie box set because uh, Disney doesn't have the uh, Muppet Steak right Manhattan. Right, the earlier
4: one. Yeah.
1: yeah. Yeah, Neil is a Muppet fanatic.
4: Hi ho. Oh, fuck. No, that's cool.
1: <laughs> yeah, he's, he's, he's also waiting for the moment to uh, kill, uh, what's his name, and take his place. There's oh, Kirk, they've
3: already got someone else in line. So.
1: Okay, well, they need oh. to kill two people, Neil. There's no solution. There, there's no problem that enough killing can't solve
4: that is probably true
1: okay and uh and yeah yuraseyazura is is very fun to watch because it's very it's very early in 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 the life cycle of 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 both uh, rumiko's career and in and, and in the just you know anime production well not early early but you get my point uh, yeah
4: i mean you know early enough i guess it's it's definitely, um, it's definitely very early in the um, in the, the sort of Western, you know, acceptance of anime. Cause i like, cause I'm sure that a lot of people who back in the '80s were just starting to get their, you know, fan their fan dubs that have been had been like copied onto tapes a million times. That some of the earliest stuff that they were gonna be watching was uh, was. You know, or Seiyuza.
1: And I, if I remember correctly, there's actually one metal singer. I forgot who which, what's his name, but there's one metal singer Neil that has a tattoo of Arturo and a tattoo of Lum one on each shoulder.
4: Wow, what a nerd!
1: But he sings metal. It's.
4: You know what? I feel like metal singers are more likely to be nerds. <laughs> you know, because like they, you know, they there are metal singers or there's like metal bands who've written entire albums around on Lord of the Rings and shit. So.
1: Hey, Lord of the Rings is hardcore. No, it's nerds.
4: It's hardcore <laughs> nerds.
1: <laughs> hey, what's what's that hardcore nerd movement that happened a couple of years ago called? Um, there's like a name. It was like it was like all insane clown posse weird shit and stuff. Uh, I, I- I, I forgot. It's. They might it have to
3: bring them up.
1: <laughs> <laughs> no, I remember it because it actually made the news. I don't know. Okay. Would right. wait, would
3: Lord of the Rings be qualify as a feminine plot structure?
1: <laughs> God. Because that
3: the, that last movie had like how many how many endings did it have?
1: <laughs> I think that's more Peter Jackson's fault than than J R R. No,
4: it's it's really more of the fact that the book is just a giant epic. It's too long. I like the books. Too
1: long. It was actually supposed to be six books, but they published it as three. But was it? yeah.
4: That makes perfect sense. And then they published the three books in a giant book omnibus.
1: Yeah. The funny thing is, one of those half books is as long as The Hobbit, and they're turning The Hobbit into three three movies.
4: Yeah, what the
1: heck is that? That's called milking it for money. But uh, but back to yeah, Well, uh,
4: they're also they're also incorporating stuff from the
1: Similarian um, and
4: yeah, yeah Simlarian and,
1: and the and the unfinished stories and the one about how the talking dog defeated uh, Sauron.
4: And they put um, what's his face that uh, Tom Bombadil. They put him back in. They just stick him in there and part of the movie. They're just like I don't know. He's Tom <laughs> Bombadil.
1: That doesn't make any sense.
4: Anyhow, back to our actual topic. Which yeah, is... <laughs> Rumiko. She and Oliver, forbiddens.
1: Yes, and uh, yeah, like I said, it's uh, you know, Yurisayatsura, It was definitely, it was, de- it definitely had the lower budget. Out of uh, I think it was TMS that did that did that one too, wasn't it?
3: Oh, well, I don't. I don't
1: know. Okay, let me check. Yurisayatsura. It means those darn aliens.
4: Yes, it does. Terms, well, it whatever. also, yeah. Well, okay. Here's the deal. It means, um, it means those guys from the planet Uru, but also those irritating guys.
3: Ah. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. We were discussing the fact that it was a pun on the other recording, and we never actually said what the pun was. Yes,
1: okay, that's it, what the pun is. It was actually st- Studio Pirot. Oh,
4: Pirot,
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. It was, it, that's that's who did the anime, and uh, the OVAs were kiddie films. So that explains why they look slightly different.
0: Yeah.
4: They, they did, um, think
1: they people. Let me check. I'm not
4: sure. Yeah, they did.
1: Okay.
4: They did Ronma, period?
1: No, Ronma oh, Studio uh, Dean. Uh, was it? Yeah, Ronma Studio Dean. Yeah. But, uh, let's move on to Ronma. It's a, uh, we're going to obviously have to do a whole Ronma show later. Oh, because,
4: yes, well.
1: Because Ronma is such a huge topic and, uh, well, I love how Kitty Hawk puts about Ranma is, you know, people stick around for Ranma for, for, like, the synopsis. You know, they come to Ranma for the synopsis. They stick around for the fan is how, is how some people put it. <laughs> and there are many dark recesses in that world. But, uh, but yeah, Ranma was, as I mentioned, the, you know, animated by Studio Dean. And uh, you, you know what the funny thing is, how Ranma was created? I remember reading the story that uh, Rumiko told at the, when she was interviewed. She said uh, she was looking at uh, you know, because of there's lots of British influence in Japan. So she said she was looking at two water closets, you know, one that says male, one that said female, and that's how Ranma came to be. Really? Yes.
4: Oh, okay.
3: <laughs> wasn't it wasn't it also that she wanted uh, Ataru to to be with uh, Akane, and she wasn't allowed to do that.
1: So this was a well, where- well, 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 well Shinobu, sh- Shin- what's her name? Uh, in, in in the Shinobu. Yeah, uh-
3: Shin- I'm getting the characters mixed up.
1: Yeah, yeah, they're uh, the same. Yeah, that, yeah. What happened was, what happened was in Ur-Siyatra, uh Yeah, Atara was meant to be with uh, sh- what's her name, Shinobu. Yeah, yeah Shinobu. Yeah. He, he, and that was the intent. That was Rumiko's intent. But Lum was a runaway friggin' hit.
4: Yeah, she was super popular.
1: I mean, runaway friggin' hit. And so and so what happened was with Ranma, Rumiko was like, Damn the torpedoes, my pairing's gonna win.
0: <laughs> and
1: but Lum it
3: be- worked Lum became shampoo and she didn't get Ranma.
4: Well it's- the the what's funny is like Ataru just could not deal with like, he did not want Lum. Um, like, he was just like, nope, I don't want, no, no, nope, no. And then, um, so she just switched it to Ranma not wanting Akane, and, you know, they ended up together. Yeah. Like, no, nope, gross. Mm-hmm. Not having it. Oh, wait, no, now we're going to get married. <laughs> Although they never did get married, spoiler alert.
1: Yeah, I think everyone knows that. They <laughs> and, and <Ranma laughs> didn't get was...
4: married in the series.
1: And Ronma was also the beginning of the, uh, well, not the beginning because there's hints of it in the Yuragi Yatsura, but where the Takahashi Yo Yo shows up. Takahashi Yo Yo. Yeah, where you're thinking, oh, after this story arc, you know, characters are gonna change, people are gonna get closer, things are gonna matter.
4: Yeah, no, nothing ever changes.
1: Sure. <laughs> yeah, the Takahashi Yo Yo, and uh, and there, it's always a different answer with everybody. Neil, favorite Ronma character.
3: Um, hmm. really think about this. Uh, probably Kadachi.
1: I knew it. Because <laughs> she's insane. <laughs> I thought you were going to say because of the leotard. Well, that too. No. <laughs> Neil has never made a secret he likes leotards,
3: but I also think that she's a funny character.
4: Yeah. No, I feel the same way about um her brother. Who Kuno is basically my favorite character.
1: Uh.
4: In in well the thing is like Ronma is really tough to to like the main characters because they're such assholes you know.
1: I I know it's like it's like Genma sold Ronma for everything to everyone.
4: <laughs> for mostly food.
1: Yes, and it turns out soon did it a couple times too.
4: God, they're both
0: assholes.
1: I mean, it's uh, you know, anytime anyone tries to you know anyone anytime anyone tries to like borrow the setting and characters, they immediately try to vilify one party and try to like exalt the other, and it's just like, no, that's not how Takahashi works. Takahashi works is the middle aged parent characters are always bad people. Yes,
4: <laughs> and the and the grandparent characters are usually even worse <laughs>
1: Impossibly possibly perverted.
4: Although there are she does have some like even though they all look the same, all her old people sort of look like tiny dried up onions they they have different characters
1: the like, uh, the onion lips yes i
4: I'm just they're just like I don't know where I don't know how she got to them. My favorite part is when they flash back and they look like you know, normal adults so like at some point they they just make
1: you know. Well, it's it's actually a joke in Asian culture that that the older you get, you start shrinking.
4: That's not a joke so much as it's actually true. But I mean, not because you are shrinking, but more because people who are older in Japan tend to have lived through some lean years and don't, and/or also didn't eat, you know, McDonald's burgers a lot.
1: Well, not not in Takahashi stories. There are there are. W. Donalds. Yes. Donalds. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and every Takahashi story has one. Yes. It sort of like gives this whole one universe thing, sort of like Pixar Neil. There's a central Takahashi universe, and Neil's gonna say, shout, There is no universe.
3: As long as we don't as long as we don't turn this conversation to Zelda.
1: First there's Skywish no, Sword.
3: There is no Zelda continuity. <laughs> la, Alright. They
4: tried to make it happen, it's not gonna happen. <laughs>
1: but but yeah the point is yeah takashi lo- loves that that uh, you know turning the mcdonald's upside down and it's in every it's in the austria i think it's in ronma she's
3: not the uh, only one who does that joke i've seen that in no other yeah it's, it's
4: pretty common for people to put a fake you know mcdonald's in there um in their comics they just like flip over the logo or whatever
1: yeah I've never seen a flipped over Jack in the Box yet, but. Uh, yeah,
4: well, they don't have Jack in the Box, and.
1: That is a shame. They have delicious curly fries there, but. Uh,
4: they don't do curly fries that much of there either. Well,
1: that is a shame. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, Ranma, it it definitely was a you know it, it was a 38 volume series. It uh, ran several times. I actually have think that the. Season one and two and three were the best animated of the anime. After then, it sort of got to this weird, like, cheaper point, you know. Mm-hmm. You Which
4: know, part like where it just starts going on and on forever.
1: Yeah, yeah. There was a there was an episode with like uh, where Ron McKicks a horse at the beginning of the episode. The anime episode's so badly animated when the the uh,
3: kicks a horse.
1: What? Yeah, it kicks a horse. It was one of those weird Takahashi horses with the big googly eyes. Yeah. Like I said, whenever you see Takahashi drawing animals, it's like, oh yeah, it's a Takahashi animal. <laughs> you know, Rumiko lo- loves drawing animals that way. And, uh... Yeah, Ranmo's interesting to me, and it just ran for so long. And, uh, not, not long in in the way that, that most people think it. Let me put it this way. It didn't run for so long. It didn't even run as a manga for so long. It ran like a respectable number of volumes. It ran uh, it, it ran 38 volumes, which is a very respectable number.
4: That's a lot of volumes.
1: Yeah, like I guess it's a respectable number. I think what kept it going were the fans, mm-hmm. specifically the American fans.
4: Oh, I don't think that's true at all. Okay. No, I mean because like, uh, like the by the time this, how long was Rama going on? I mean it didn't. It ended like. Yeah, it ended in nineteen ninety six, which is before it really hit America. Yeah.
1: At all. There so were, there were there were uh, VHSs of, of it.
4: Yeah, but not in a not in a way that made money. You know, like like the um the the, the anime VHSs didn't really start coming out until like ninety eight or ninety nine. Although they they did they did bring out a fighting game.
1: Yeah, that yeah. that has an interesting story Neil was telling too.
4: Okay, well, oh, you're talking place. about
3: Fighting Street? Yes. Yeah, the one where they changed all the Ronma characters.
4: No, the... that one's called it's called Street Combat, but they did no. bring out they did bring out an actual Ronma game at some point. That was Ronma One Half Hard Battle. I remember I was really excited because I found it in an old magazine. And I was mm. like, what? Yeah, that came out. Yeah, that came out in '93. I don't know why they. They brought that out because there was no real if you know Rama didn't really come out in America for a while,
1: yeah, yeah but I... Rama became a like a media empire of itself because there because all the female voice actresses together formed a singing group
4: oh okay, yeah that's true um Doko, doco that's right, and it was definitely a huge thing
1: it oh, was you're right
4: it looks like Rama was licensed in ninety three Oh,
3: huh. yeah, but even back then, that was not like the big thing. Everyone no, was it still like into Akira thing. and, uh,
4: and like, no, I mean, even then, it was like maybe you got a catalog or you bought it, yeah. you know, somewhere in, um, somewhere in, uh, you know, on in California or something.
1: Yeah. And, the the one thing that really that really struck me is just how, how much staying power Ranma had. You know, that's one thing I have to keep on bringing up because it di- does have a lot of staying power.
4: That's true. It's still you know, people are still interested in Ranma.
1: Like the live action show.
4: Yes, the live action the live action special, which I watched.
1: It how was, was dumb. it?
4: It was so dumb. I mean it was good. I,
1: mean, <laughs> I, I remember I remember Genma actually the, the actor for was in like a really bad panda suit.
4: Well, I don't know if he was in the suit, but there definitely was a really bad panda <laughs> suit. But like the, the casting was amazing because they all looked, you know, pretty much exactly like.
1: Their Kasumi their was their Kasumi looked spot on. That was shocking. yeah.
4: yeah. I mean, their Nabiki doesn't look like Nabiki did in the manga, but that's because you know
1: Nabiki's is a stylish character,
4: and therefore uh, they had to update her for.
1: I I think they kept I think they kept the spirit of the character. Right? Yeah,
4: they definitely, she worked at like a, yeah, this is an image of it. We're looking at an image of.
1: <laughs> yeah. Like, like I said.
4: Oh, God. Yeah, the but the dads were pretty much perfect. <laughs>
1: oh,
4: God. <laughs> the dads were like, oh, well, those are definitely the dads.
1: Like I said, I thought their Kasumi looked perfect.
4: Yeah. Yeah, yeah, she's good. It was good. It was fun to watch. It was cute. Um. Was just, I, yeah, I mean, a panda it was not. Suit. Yeah, the panda suit was a little <laughs> ridiculous. There were some the, actually, like there were some parts of it that irritated me because, um, like the the whole like the story was basically, it was a retelling of what happened when Ronma first arrived and uh, and his you know attempt to find this secret spring that would have turned him back into a dude. Um, it's sort of a new story, but based on a based on a story that they had already, that had been, was early on in the manga. Anyway, um, and, and the whole, there was like a theme through the whole thing where Ranma had a hard time doing his um, final attack, the um, tiger punch or whatever. Um, Moku. He couldn't do it. Yeah, Mo- Moko Takabisha.
1: That one. Prideful Tiger or something? I, I don't know. I'm, I'm not
4: Japanese. I don't remember. I mean, the, the thing is, I can't, I, I can't, like that kind of that kind of thing is um, is uh, a weird phrasing and it's old and I don't know how to understand.
0: I don't understand it. So <laughs> um,
4: let's see. Uh, yeah. So like, but it was kind of annoying because it was like he couldn't do it in his girl form, but it wasn't necessarily because like it was like oh my girl form is weaker or something. And then there was all this stuff about girls being weak that um, that wasn't really um, countered by the by the. The narrative itself. Oh, and also the enemies, like the bad guys, was, um, like a super flaming gay guy and a horde of, um, hyper-homosexual ninjas.
0: What they, called?
4: <laughs> they were called something with a pun in it. Um, it was kind of funny, but also kind of like, oh, for real? Oh, what was it? Um, also one of them was, was played by the guy who plays Mamoru in, um...
1: No! In, uh, the live-action. <laughs>
4: so,
1: if, if you're watching
4: that, just think of him in, like, skin-tight leather and straps and shit, and that was what that was.
3: If they ever dubbed this, they need to find someone who does the best Paul Lind impersonation. God!
4: for the Yeah, definitely for the villain, because the villain who was kind of like a... I can't remember what they called him slash her. He was just a super homo dude who they called him like madame butterfly or
0: something
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh my god that reminds that reminds you of freaking buso rankin with the butterfly guy
4: yeah that's nuts no i totally know what you're talking about there
1: i, I love freaking buso rankin i think it's in their graded series but it's not ta- not a takahashi series that's that's a watsuki series but uh, just a minor diversion right I'm
4: totally, I'm totally annoyed now because I really want to, um, Oh, okay, capture. I look at it because I've ca- I capped the, the, um, run live action because I run a blog and blah, 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 and TV, TV Nihon were the only people who did the run on the live action. So, oh, that's what it was. It was, um, okay, so the, 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 like the sort of slur for gay dudes in Japan is okama, and then, um, then there's this, uh, then there's this like mythical creature called the Kamaitachi, which um, is like a, the, the sickle weasel. It's like uh, when the wind blows on you and you get windburn on your face. That supposedly, it's, supposedly it's invisible weasels with sickles that are cutting your face up. Um, so the so the bad guys' names were the Kamaitachi. they oh the Okamaitachi
1: because scythe is also a gay joke.
4: No, it's not. A, it's not actually scythe. It's it means it's a it's a different it's a different word. Source.
1: Well, well, the way I remembered was I was reading a translation of Ruini Kenshin in Kamatari, the gay guy with the scythe was. Uh, yeah. That's how it was explained to me. So.
4: Um. Yeah. No. Uh. The. What was I gonna say? The um. Yeah. The joke for the Okama joke is the the word the Kama is not uh the same. Kama, it's the comma for like a pot of rice. And The like it, the word came from the rice that sticks to the bottom of the bowl. I don't know why I'm not a scholar of you know ancient Japanese.
1: That's usually the best rice because it's nice and almost crunchy.
4: Yeah. Well, I don't know what the deal of it is. <laughs> like
1: now, whenever my mom makes rice, she makes it in like in like a stone bowl, and like there's like a lining of crunchy rice when she's done. It's really good and crunchy, and it's like. Okay. okay
4: i don't know i'm not i didn't invent the word it was just okay,
1: there. okay 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 I'm just, I'm, i don't know when i hear when i hear rice that sticks to the bowl i i, I just have childhood memories of eating the it's crunchy.
4: Kind of like, i think it's kind of like burned rice well, it's
1: still it's still delicious but uh, but yeah
4: it, it less means just like straight up homo and sort of is more of a word for um a tr- for transvestites are super femi guys
1: <laughs> <laughs> but uh yeah Ronma the uh you know the Ranma the anime yes it, the anime. it they basically they stopped doing episodes and then they did OVAs and then they stopped doing OVAs it they've never like reached a epic point in the story they 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 never did the phoenix saga they never did the uh <laughs> the, the the they never yes Oh, I just caught that Phoenix Saga, Neil. Yeah, yeah. Okay. The Phoenix Saga can mean multiple things. It's in Ronma. There was actually a Phoenix Mountain story, and I called it the Phoenix Saga by mistake. And you know, Marvel Comics had this thing about yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. oh
3: right,
4: right,
0: right.
1: Okay, well, okay. Now I just, see, I just explained the joke away, and now was gone.
4: They ended with um. They ended the anime with uh, Ronma's mom finally showing up, and That's... like the. The joke was that she wanted him to become the manliest
1: man, and he um, turns and into she, a woman.
4: And she he turns into a woman, so she finds out she's gonna like murder everyone or something.
1: And the thing is, this if you think Rob's dad is bad, <laughs> see people soften the mom, but the mom's actually fucking nuts. Yes. <laughs> it I was
4: th- really I was really amused because there's a part in uh, the live action where um, where uh, Genma goes to, to Akane and, like, starts talking to her about how Ranma's really upset about turning into a girl because his dead mom told him he should be the manliest man. And I was like, what? Is his mom dead in this? Like, she shouldn't be dead. And then um, uh, um, later on, it's like, yeah, I lied and told him that Ranma's mom was dead. <laughs> I was like, oh, good. <laughs>
1: What a bastard. But, I know he's
4: such an asshole.
1: But like I said, his mom's freaking psycho too, and people always try to soften her. I'm like, no, she's kinda crazy.
4: The thing is, dude, every single character in the fucking show is nuts.
1: <laughs> That's true. I mean I mean I almost wait want to wait for that one voice of reason character to show up just to die. Oh, who
4: would be the voice of reason? I think everybody's crazy. Um
1: the principal has a fucking uh, you know pine tree growing out not pine yes. tree a palm tree growing out of his tree head
4: tree growing out of his head um who who was kind of kind of rational um Ukyo was a little bit she wasn't that bad uh
1: she, she went from living as a guy to being feminine in like five seconds because she was told she was cute
4: oh yeah <laughs> and there really aren't any rational characters in this series yeah. <laughs>
1: no and that's why people love it because people try to find one character and try to mentally rehabilitate them for themselves to like latch their wagon on or something. I, I don't know. But uh, <laughs> but but after Ronin, which was a hit in it, you know, which was you know a hit in Japan and a hit in the states, you know, then then came uh, uh, Inuyasha. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yep. Oh boy, Inuyasha. <sighs> which was also which was there was a proto Inuyasha story in her in her short story manga's a uh, fire eater or something like that F- uh I think it was fire eater what was was it fire eater
4: uh, I don't know cuz I've not but basically <laughs> it's a story about a
1: girl who goes to the past in the warring states era when she was stuck in a fire and uh Oh, so
4: basically,
1: fire tripper. Fire, fire. tripper. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Fire Tripper was a short story about the uh, Suzuko, a girl who was trapped in a burning building. She and uh, the uh, and whenever she's in a burning, whenever she's on fire, she goes back to the past. She meets a uh, she meets a warrior in the Warring States era and uh, falls in love with him.
4: That seems like I don't know.
1: <laughs> and the difference between Fire Tripper and Inuyasha is, in Fire Tripper, she decides to stay in the past with him. In Oyasha, she has to graduate high school first before she goes to the past and uses that high school diploma to much good in the Warring States era. Because
4: why not? It, actually, were they in the Warring States era? In Iyasha?
1: That might have been a bad translation from wherever I got. I
4: don't know, because the Warring States era actually lasted for like a ridiculously long time.
1: Them states <laughs> like warred for a while.
4: 400 years or something. So, yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's... Uh, well... Well, anything else. Didn't she meet Oda... No, what's his name? The, the What?
4: Oda Nobunaga?
1: Yeah, she met him.
4: I don't know, because I gave up on that freaking comic. I was just like, nope and the in the TV show I didn't watch that Like either one. Yeah. But
1: this is long. No, it, it's 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 actually quite bad. I I'm sorry. I what I did enjoy was early on in the we got to see some of Rumiko's, you know, when she draws like the mermaid song and stuff like that she does horror images really really freaking well. Yeah, that was cool. That and, was in in cool. early in she captured that again and then later as th- things went on the demons start getting that wacky Takahashi eyes.
0: Yeah. Well. like, you're
1: supposed to be a scary freaking demon. Why do you have Takahashi eyes? Big googly eyes. It's like, stop it. Make it scary. Make it like mermaid scar or something, please.
4: <laughs> she knows where she gets her bread and butter.
1: I know. I've seen Renee. <laughs>
4: it, it looks a lot like Ronma to me.
1: Renee is the un, the untold idea she had from Ronma and Inuyasha. Oh. Um. But but we're we're leaving one piece of animation out that uh, one of the funniest things I ever saw was the Rumik World opening.
3: Oh right.
1: Abby, have you ever seen the Rumic World opening?
4: No, I haven't. I've been on YouTube. Though.
1: Yeah, it is. It's uh it's Otra, uh Nar uh uh, uh Radma and uh, Inuyasha.
3: Say not Naruto.
1: Yeah, I was. Uh, I'm sorry, that was ba- very bad <laughs> of me. I'm going to I'm going to. Uh... Fifty lashes.
4: Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna watch it now.
1: Yes, I'm watch watching
4: it. it watching it live while you uh while you yes listen to me watch it.
1: Yes, and they even and Ronma and uh, and uh, Inuyasha actually do the you sound like me joke. Yeah. Which I couldn't believe they went there.
4: <laughs> Ronma is still voiced by Megumi Takahashi.
1: <laughs> of course. Yeah, there's the McDonald's too. Yep. Yeah, this when when this animation like popped up, everyone was like, "Holy crap!" They
4: just flipped their shit. I bet.
1: Yeah, because because it's like seeing three errors of Takahashi at once or Rumiko just like worlds colliding. You know, Neil, this actually puts credence to the whole one. Shut up.
3: My favorite part of this is that uh, Ataru throws the water on on Ranma. Yeah. Apparently he does doesn't care.
4: <laughs> yeah, he does not care at all.
1: It that's actually that's actually fitting to his character.
4: Wait, what the fuck? For real? I'm sorry, I'm mad because I'm watching a subtitle version and it's wrong.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Tell us what the incorrection is so we know.
4: Oh, like someone said something about him having guts. God- to, I don't, Look, I don't know. I'm just mad. <laughs> like, that's wrong, but now I've moved on, so.
1: <laughs> like I said, is, you know, this existing is amazing. So this is from Rumic World, and Rumik World was basically an OVA series where they had, like, one Inuyasha story from the manga, one... Yeah. Yrsa Yatsura story and one Ronma story. I forgot which Ronma story was. I don't think it was a good one. Because everyone in America is like, make it the Musk saga or the or the Phoenix saga. And I'm I'm just gonna say it again to, to everyone out there: they're never gonna animate the la- the final saga of Ronma.
4: Why would they?
1: They're never going to. He has too much closure in it. <laughs> hardly any but more than the whole series has combined i mean well, technically... more than more
4: than the idea of closure there's also the fact that um that it just isn't gonna make them very much money right so it's like
1: eh. right it's never gonna happen they might do musk i doubt it but they might they're never gonna do phoenix mountain never or the saffron arc or whatever the fans call it i, I don't care anymore. I
0: don't
1: know. <laughs> but yeah, Renee yeah. <laughs> Rene is still going and like I said, Renee feels like it's just like all the like leftover ideas. It's like the similarian of, of Rumiko. All the untold stories, all the ideas she had from Inyasha, all the ideas she had from Ranma. Maybe some Eurosyatra, if I doubt it. Because it's 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 all the same thing. There's there's the jerk boyfriend, the girl that puts up with the shit the The parents that are assholes, and it's like except except that, except there's some bleach in there too with with he's a shinigami and stuff happening yeah. i I don't know i it's it's not too good.
4: I read like the first couple of chapters because they were simul publishing it online, and I was like, oh okay, whatever free common, and then I was just like, no, I don't care,
1: <laughs> yeah, they yeah that's that's the reaction I got too. it's like. Uh, Rumiko, it, it, it's good to you know. Maybe it might be a good idea to just sort of like uh, finish on top or finish near the middle. Now I guess <laughs> it's 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 it, there's no shame in it. You know, Rene ran 17 volumes. There's lots of much better manga that ran much longer, uh, that run much shorter. I, I should say, 17 volumes is respectable. I mean you, you can't say you failed with seventeen volumes. That that's that's a uh-huh. good number. Nope. Uh that's what I'm saying. I'm saying, you know. That's a lot. Just just retire. You're you're already rich. Just just let it go. Let it go, Rumiko. Let it go. <laughs> but but overall her her style though, I love her style because oh, yeah. it, it does translate with animation extremely well. Of course. And uh and it's it's really a, a combination of things. Oh, we forgot Mason of Coco, or yeah. Ma- like, I love Mason
4: and Coco.
1: Most people do because it's it's more of a slice of life, bittersweet romance kind of story. No monsters, no perverts, no. Yeah, but it's Oiggly-eyed still monsters.
0: like. Yeah, well,
4: and you know, and it has an ending that is satisfying.
1: Yeah. It actually has a it actually has a conclusion. It actually does conclude with a satisfying conclusion.
4: The end is pretty great.
1: And yeah, it's uh yeah, yeah, you know, Takahashi created uh Mason Ikoku as a love story that could occur in the real world. That's what it says right here on Wikipedia.
4: Yes, definitely. It's definitely well I mean it's ridiculous in the sense that... Lots of ridiculous things happened in it, but they're all ridiculous things that are
0: reasonable. You know, nothing supernatural.
1: Nothing but, nothing supernatural, but I, I gotta admit that for for a, for a widow to name her dog after her dead husband.
0: No, her her husband was alive when she named the dog
4: that.
1: Okay, okay.
4: Yeah, because she would call him and the dog would come too. So she just called them the same thing. <laughs> You know, because that's what he comes to, so she still calls his that, And it, was, it super freaked. Yusuke out. He was like, what the hell? So, uh, yeah, but I think that the that the most, like, ridiculous thing um, is that, like, the longtime rival that uh, Yusuke had for this Widow of the Factions from the very beginning of the series, he's, he's, um, he ends up being sort of taken out of the way because he, he has, um, his family is like, you should marry this chick. We'll we'll hook you up with her. And he's like, no, I'm going to marry this hot widow. And they're like, well, whatever, just meet her. And so he meets this girl, and she's super shy and quiet, and he's not into her. But he gets drunk and um
3: and thinks.
1: And thinks uh, what? Uh oh. Uh oh. Houston, we have uh oh.
3: We cannot hear Abby.
1: Uh oh. This episode is cursed, Neil. Cursed. <laughs> Curse. It's uh, Takahashi curse.
3: She's probably well, There she is. Okay.
1: And Kitty Hawk has power, too, so we can probably... What happened? Uh, not, nothing, but Kitty Hawk has power, too.
3: We completely lost you there okay, for, good. like, 30 seconds.
1: Damn
4: it. I was telling all the greatest stuff.
1: Okay. <laughs> okay, and my phone is ringing on Skype because I am on Skyped on more than one device. I'll be right back to turn that off. Oh,
0: oh, oh, okay. I'm glad you called, but I'm not home. But I'll be back before too long. You gotta seek your stuff and your number, too. And this is all you've got to do. Wait for the beat. You gotta leave your name. You gotta leave your number. Wait for the beat.
1: Okay, so tell us the story.
4: Um, I was saying that uh, that the rival for uh, the Widow's affections with the main character um, is cleaned up because his family tries to hook him up with this chick and what is going on now
1: What is going on now Huh?
4: Can, can you hear that or is that just me? Oh. I don't hear
1: anything.
4: Some something came, an ad came on and Oh. Wow. Okay, so anyway, I, all right. So uh, he his family tries to hook him up with this with this chick as like an arranged marriage and he's like I don't want to and they're just like meet her So he meets her, and he ends up, like, through various hilarious misunderstandings, ends up having to spend more time with her. And at some point, he gets really wasted, and he passes out with her in bed, and he thinks that that they had sex when he wakes up. And then, um, while he was over there, he brought his dog, who had sex with her dog, and then the dog's going to have puppies, and when she explains to him that the, she tries to explain to him that her dog is going to have puppies and he thinks that she's talking about how she's pregnant. So <laughs> he agrees to marry her and that's how he's out of the way. And then they have like a million kids.
0: Oh, yes.
4: Yeah. So it's good times and uh, I'm super amused and I really love that series. The end.
1: Yes. And there was also a live action film of a Mason and Coco. It, it, Goku. There
4: was. I didn't watch that. I haven't watched it.
1: Yeah. Yes, there was. There was also an anime film of the final arc. Uh, you, you have to forgive me. It's. Uh, I went. I went out after work tonight uh, to eat some sushi with uh, with a coworker, and he insisted that he wanted to watch me drink sake, even though I told him I don't like alcohol.
0: Ah. Okay.
1: I hate alcohol. The first thing I taste is alcohol. Doesn't ah, matter what it is. I tried. I tried mead. Tastes like cough syrup. I tried uh, when I went with my sister to to a Korean restaurant. I tried soju. Tastes like rocket fuel. Actually, soju and sake taste about the same. Tastes like rocket fuel. Burns. Ugh. Yeah. But so yeah. So I actually drank some sake. Yeah. I'm not drunk. I'm just silly. Yes, I'm silly today. I am very silly today. <laughs>
4: I think they did almost the whole series in animation.
1: I think they did too, because because it it's, it was 15 volumes. That's it's respectable volume length. Right, and they had four seasons. Let me check. Doo, doo, doo. I'm four, looking. Four, four seasons, three OVAs, and one movie.
4: Yeah, it looks. Uh, yeah, it looks like it ends with the end of the the anime ends with the end of the series. So.
1: Which is a nice thing to go because whenever you usually do a story about, you know, you know a landlord and tenants and love, you know, nowadays, you know, back then you have nice touching stories like, like this. Nowadays, you get stuff like <clears throat> Love <I> <laughs> Uh Yeah,
4: Love is pretty bad. But I'm pretty sure that, uh, that Love Hina was on purpose a ripoff off of Mazonie Coco. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. This is this this show is just making me sad. I mean, what, what happened to all these great series, and and what happened to these when when these creators used to do great things, and then all of a sudden got choked by like the formula formula of what manga is now.
4: Um, hmm, I don't think it's so much that as it is like they um they know how to make money, and they're like, whatever, I'll just keep making money. You know what I mean? <laughs>
1: Yeah, yeah, that's true. I shouldn't blame it on the shonen formula.
4: No, I mean, there's still really good manga out there. It's just that um, some people who make really good stuff, maybe they don't want to. Like, maybe they don't want to make good stuff. Maybe they just want to get paid. And that's what I feel like Rumiko Takahashi do right now. Like, she's like, I'm 55. I've been doing this for my whole life. I'm just going to get paid.
1: Can't falter with that. No.
4: Yeah, not, you know, like... It's like it, – the thing is that, that you don't want to be one of those people who gets really invested in a series and then finds out that the that the author is not invested in it themselves because it just makes you really angry. Yeah, like, or, uh, or
1: when an author gets invested in a series that no one reads. it's a, That reminds me of a friend of mine, uh, Eric, who, who did a webcomic called like Legacy. Uh-huh. It was like his favorite idea of all of his ideas. He didn't really – purposefully had like all these ideas he had this massive series bible and no one wanted to read it they all wanted to well, read they all wanted to read fucking blade bunny which was his like cliche as hell manga tropes <laughs> thing that he hates but people want to read blade bunny and they don't want to read legacy and it pissed them off uh-huh.
4: um yeah
1: such as like, the plight of the
3: I've... tortured artist
4: I'm specifically thinking of Bleach because it's clear, it's 100% clear that the dude who draws Bleach just doesn't give a fuck anymore. Tite just... Kubo? Tite Kubo, yes. He's just like, whatever. He's I do, I won't. Said, he's li- literally said in interviews that when he runs out of ideas for Bleach, he just introduces a bunch of
0: new characters. I, well,
1: I love his response when he found out that, uh, that uh, Gene Simmons' son ripped him off. Gene yeah, Simmons that was has
0: hilarious.
1: Gene Simmons has a son that does manga. <laughs> That's
0: <laughs> funny.
4: Yeah, no i i saw um i saw the images and it was like clearly obviously traced. <laughs> like holy crap! Come on, dude.
1: Gene Simmons' son is officially a blonick. A what? Uh, oh. He- Blonic is yeah. is is like me is like meme for you, you know how there's like millions and millions of Sonic fan recolors?
4: Oh yeah. Okay, I get it.
1: So what happened was this one YouTube animator named uh, Uncle Joe did this animation called Blonic, where he has this one guy with this very John K-esque face shout, I'm not Sonic, I'm my own original character, Blonic!
3: And it's it's drawn to look like a fat kid in a Sonic the Hedgehog costume. I see.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And uh, what I love is he actually did a Blonic Restaurant one, <laughs> making fun of those old those those Sonic Restaurant oh. commercials. Right. It's 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 like it is so it's it's like it's like referencing like thirty things. It's like the the Drive In has like a it says original recipe. Do not steal. Don't you normally order a chili dog? You're thinking of someone completely different. <laughs> I'm, right. I'm oh, sorry. God. I'm sorry for infecting this show with memes. Oh. But yeah, it's uh, Blahnik's Takahashi. Um... Oh, Gene Simmons' son. Yeah, Gene yes. Simmons' yes. Blon- son is a Blonix. yes, yes. Yeah. That, that's where I was at this thing. But yeah, it's yeah, I can't fault Takahashi with have, finding a formula that makes her money. Cause it's not like she's hurting anybody by doing it it's just i wish she was doing like her cool shit again but that, I, I understand i understand
3: she'd probably be like but i do have cool shit i just drew it already
1: <laughs> yeah that's true that's true still it's like when you see an artist do one really great thing and then all of a sudden nothing again it sort of makes nothing great again it's like you know one one thing that I have to say is I'm a big Nobra Watsuki fan.
4: Uh-huh.
1: And uh I, I loved Roni Kenshin. I loved Musa Rankin.
4: I haven't read that
1: one. Busa Rankin, Armored Alchemist? No.
4: Yeah, I haven't read that one yet.
1: Yeah, it's the gay butterfly man?
4: I mean, um see I thought the gay butterfly man was from um Hunter X Hunter.
1: No, no, it was from Buso. Well, there might have been another gay butterfly man. I think that's a trope. <laughs> there
4: could but... be several gay butterfly men. Oh, I did not know that. What? Oh, okay, yeah. No, I have heard of this one. Um, I have, uh, I have Jump Superstars, and the main character Buso Rankin is a Jump Superstar, so I've used him to fight a lot.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, Buso Rankin. Uh, but I do not like embalmed because Watsuki's. Manga embalmed feels like him trying to like capitalize on like the shonen formula versus doing like the cool shit he used to do. <laughs> Maybe he just wants
2: to
1: get. Well, then he could just keep on doing the character designs for Samurai Showdown. I suppose. <laughs> but but anyways, back to Takahashi. It's uh... a. <laughs> it's no, it's you know what I'm, I think I'm gonna soften my heart a little bit on Takahashi because before I was like uh, oh. it's it's all. You know, it's like, oh, uh, after Rama, everything's downhill. But now I kind of get it because, yeah, she still gets paid.
4: Right. You know, some people still have to make a living, and if they want to make a living with a shitty comic, you don't have to read it.
1: That's right. That's true.
4: Anyway, you should watch the live action room attention, which is fucking amazing.
1: Yes, Kitty Hawk and I, Kitty Hawk is going to arrange a uh, a, a uh, watchathon with everyone in in her chat room someday.
4: Yes. yes it's so good and also the dude who um
1: who plays Kenshin
4: the dude who uh played actually the commoner Rider who plays Kenshin is the guy who played the common writer who I mentioned before the show's filming before he started recording the show
0: yes <laughs> so
4: he plays the common writer in the series that I'm subtitling
0: yes you know, it's yes. amazing
4: because they can't get him to play that character anymore because he's too famous now <laughs> The, the character was so popular that they, like, skyrocketed him into fame. But then after a while, they were like, oh, my God, we got to replace him with a different guy because he's too famous to be in our movies anymore. So they Uh-oh. Made, made, like, three or four extra movies of this show. Did I drop out again?
1: Hello? Uh, hi. Hi. The audio went for a second.
4: Okay. Well, I yeah, it happened. It happens when I'm getting enthusiastic about things. But anyway, anyway, <laughs> Takarazaka got so famous that they had to replace him with a different actor to play Common Rider. Like they they cast a new character who is related to his character to be Common Rider Deno instead of him because he was so famous that even though the show was so popular and was still making or that you know like the they were making movies for it, he was so famous that they couldn't pay him anymore. So. They hired somebody else to be him and made a bunch more movies.
1: So it's the Doctor Syndrome.
4: Yeah, I guess kind of like that. Actually, yeah, it's a lot like that.
1: Yes, yes. The the Common Rider regenerated, but.
4: Uh... Well, he. Well, the thing is, like, it's it's most like it's slightly more believable than many of the other series is. Like, for instance, Kuga, which is the first current Dave Common Rider show was was like, you know, they had to recast that, but when they did that, they were like, oh, it's in another universe, because there's no way of recasting him in the same universe, because the reason he's Kuga is because he's got like some weird robot thing mm. monster inside him or something. Um, but Dano is all about time travel, so they ended up having the new Deno be um, his grandson that he hadn't had yet.
1: that works kind of
4: yeah so i mean it worked it worked it was pretty believable and everything
1: well all i remember about common rider is the aborted attempt to bring it here
4: yeah there were with the fur
1: with with the furby
4: what
1: there was like a a a character that looked like a furby but
4: there were two common rider series that came out in america
1: well i'm talking about the one that they called master rider
4: oh okay yeah that one was um that one was commoner black, and I'm not surprised that it wasn't popular <laughs>
0: um,
4: i'm I'm a little surprised that uh that Common Dragon Knight wasn't popular because apparently Ryuki, which is series is based on was actually really good, but I don't know if if Dragon Knight was actually any good, mm. so who knows that was at the time where they were just like. Kids will have to like this, so they just threw everything at tokusatsu. They did Ultraman Tiga or whatever it was, and they did, you know, Dragon Knight, and then Power Rangers still going on, and none of it stuck. So.
1: Yeah, they they tried they tried bringing one of the Ultraman's over here as superhuman samurai cybersquad, and that didn't work.
4: No, that was ages ago, wasn't it?
1: Yeah, that was a long time ago, but it didn't work.
4: They did. They didn't. There was an Ultraman. I remember there was an Ultraman that was airing in America. Um during when uh, Shaman King was airing on Fox because are, I, you,
1: are you sure you're not thinking of the Garmin Man Super Bowl commercial
4: no I'm totally thinking of Ultraman Teague yeah,
1: okay was, okay
4: it was aired at the same time as the uh, as the show that
1: I kept watching <laughs> but yeah it's uh, but speaking of the Garmin Man commercial that was one of the be- best uh, Ultraman shouts I've ever seen <laughs> Have have you ever seen that one
4: Yes, I have, and I definitely got the joke. I was like, "Oh, come on, you guys!"
1: He does the pose. Mm-hmm. And they they have this band singing about Garmin Man fighting the Mapusaurus. It's it's. The... <laughs> yeah,
0: I totally
4: remember that.
1: <laughs> I ca- I can't believe that an ad agency okayed that because it's such a it's such a, an obscure reference to American right. audiences.
4: Well, I mean, maybe they would get it on the strength of Godzilla, you know.
1: The the costumes screamed Ultraman though. I mean it's, it, <laughs> I mean maybe a little Jet Jaguar in there, but not really. But, and mm-hmm. Jet Jaguar never really took off here either, as much as Godzilla did. So.
4: <laughs> we should go back to talking about Rumiko Takahashi. Yes.
1: I, I think we were wrapping that up.
4: Are we done? Are we done with the podcast?
1: Uh, let let me let me let's do a sum, summarization. Let's do a summation.
4: We did we did end up talking about um about uh, selling out a little bit.
1: <laughs> yeah, but at the same time, I understand it, it, it's it's. But, not...
4: Yeah, I mean, just just the concept of said and like what it really means. And she's
1: just not really selling out because she is still publishing books that people are buying. I mean, yeah. if she started a Kickstarter, then I'd just start
4: oh are we gonna get down on kickstarters let's
1: not uh okay okay i I mean you need those those opinions to yourself well i'm not saying all of them are and i support several kickstarters myself it's just i I remember this one where this one guy said he was gonna make a board game got 200 grand and then said i ran out of money after i moved back to portland
0: right
1: so it's not all kickstarters i know that
4: no, oh, there are definitely some kickstarters out there that uh, that are that are not going to fulfill. <laughs> Let's just say that much.
1: Yeah. So uh, <laughs> so Rumiko is still a, an artist I uh, wholeheartedly respect, and I love her early stuff. I love her short stories so much.
0: Yeah. And,
1: and Ronda is one of those gateway series that got lots of people into anime and manga.
4: Oh, and also there were tits in it, so people were like, "Oh my god, anime is the best." <laughs>
1: You missed a very interesting discussion Sunday night in uh-huh. Kitty Hawk's chat room because Kitty Hawk was cool. talking about how she doesn't like how Rumiko draws the areola. Yeah.
4: Well, I mean, some people's titties <laughs> do look like
1: that. I actually thought that was really funny because because there was like a like a five-minute-long areola discussion in Kitty Hawk's chat room. I was like, <laughs> and Neil wandered in the middle and was like, wait, well, what's yeah. this?
3: Yeah, I was like, <laughs> what did I just walk into
1: the middle of? <laughs> like, well, I remember Kitty Hawk says they look like eggs. No, she did. Okay. Oh, God, Neil, edit that out.
3: <laughs> Why? <laughs>
1: <laughs> because now I have egg on my face. Uh... <laughs> All right, but overall, like I said, I still am a big ta- Rumiko Takahashi fan. And yes. her work is, you know, it has that classic style, that classic art style. She draws really cute faces and and expressions and wacky looking animals yeah I, I'm, I'm still a fan i'm still a yes. fan
4: i uh, think that um as much work as she has sort of done to break into this male dominated industry that she's in um that i think that she's allowed to just slack off for her for you know she's
3: 55 she could draw whatever the fuck she wants to draw. that's right and the old i don't know uh by the Ursa Yetro movies there.
1: <laughs>
3: Yay! Yay.
1: Alright, this year host Ben.
3: We're at TV's Mr. Neil.
4: And, and Abby.
1: And we're saying goodnight.
4: Good night. <laughs>
1: Do you think guys do you think my intro and exits getting a little bit formulaic? should we start trying uh, to do
4: it it's kind of important to to have it be a little formulaic so that you know, people know when the
1: podcast is over that, that's true that's true but we always keep extra stuff on the show because because <laughs> you know,
3: we sign out and then the show keeps going
0: <laughs> yeah that's true
1: and it and that's really when some of the funniest shit comes out. Like I said it's uh Abby, I was I was watching that Sailor Moon live action show. What's it called? The uh Uh yes, yeah, Sailor
4: Moon Tokusatsu.
1: Yeah, and for some reason, you know, you know what YouTube did? What? It it start, it put it started putting Zoo Ranger as my recommend for me videos. I'm like, "What the hell?" <laughs> so obviously I had to watch Zoo Ranger and What uh, did you think? I thought there was an awesome Godzilla call-out when, when uh, Tyrano did the mile-long tail-slide dropkick on Dragon Caesar.
4: Oh. I, was I didn't like, watch the whole series, but I watched the first episode, and yeah, they totally do that all the time. I tell, uh, the I, I'm, I'm like, that's
1: a Godzilla call-out! That's totally a Godzilla call-out! <laughs> ah, good times, good times. I don't know. Should I watch the rest of the Super Sentai? Should I watch more Super Sentai? I don't know. I, it's like corny as fuck, but...
4: It's uh, basically like... It's basically like... Um, I don't know how to explain it in a way that makes any sense. To
1: it's any so of, bad it's good?
4: No, it's 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 a lot better than Power Rangers, actually.
1: Well, that's like, what I mean. I mean. Power Rangers <laughs> is, just, is just... It's so bad it's bad.
4: Yeah, I mean, it's, it's sort of like... But the thing about Super Sentai is that mostly it's just cheesy and not
1: bad. I, mean, I know, I know. It's it's so cheesy. It's so it's freaking obviously Japanese. Cheesy. I love yeah. it. And, and like I said, I was watching Zoo Ranger, I'm like, you know, it's, you know, obviously they're having fun, but at the same time, they build up to a to a dramatic ending that makes you actually kind of care about it, so it's like...
4: And cry. And cry. I, I cried so hard at the end of the last Tokusats or the last Super Sentai series that ended.
1: Yeah, like, I, in, in, in this is just the personal opinion. I personally thought that Power Rangers actually got better once they started bar, you know, started using the Super Sentai formula versus versus right. because you know that that's just my personal feeling, but nobody listens to me. I don't
4: know because I haven't watched enough Power Rangers to really compare the two at all.
1: Well, that's like, very fair because most of it is drak.
4: Yeah, um, like the um the. Sh- I've, I'm curious as to what the Power Rangers show is gonna do um, with with like this season, because it's gonna be amazing no matter what. Because it's this season is about um, samba dancing, um, like people who fight dinosaur robots, and then they use b- batteries to power the dinosaur robots, and it's just so great and awful and dumb. I I love it so much. It's just unbelievably.
1: Mm. good. Yeah, I have a question for you. I was talking to a friend of mine. I was reading this manga called uh, Change Haifu Meet 123 about oh, this girl with multiple personality disorders and her boyfriend who is this guy who's big in Kamen in Rider. Oh, yeah? And the story is 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 the girlfriend, when she has multiple personalities disorder and, uh, and it's like, and all three of the martial art, uh, of her personalities are martial artists like ha- Hibiki, Fujiko, and... Uh, Miki, I think are the three of them and all three of them have a color associated with them. And a friend of mine told me that there was actually a, a common writer series that did that where the main so, character has three personalities. It's like red, yellow, and blue.
4: Huh? Um, the only one that I can think of that is like that, um, is, um, is Deno, which is about a guy who, uh, who is essentially possessed by different um these the basically the the monster of the weeks are also his allies who allow him to fight and there's four of them and the first three are red, blue and yellow and then the last one is um
1: black purple. purple. Okay.
4: He's the he's the um uh um he's the like Basically, they all have these different weapons, and one of them uses a sword, and one of them uses a, a fishing rod, and one of them uses uh, an axe, and then uh, the pur- the purple one uses a gun. But yeah, that's 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 similar enough because when they possess him, you know, they are they're taking over his body, and the same actor is playing all of these guys. Yes. So yeah, that's that's probably what your friend was referring to.
1: Yes, and uh, yes. If there's just. A ton of common writer references in, in, in change Haifu me. It's a uh, or one two three. 2, don't I don't know one. I don't know what to call it. Oh yeah. It.
4: The, well, the the thing is, the joke is that those are that you can Haifu me is is a way of saying one two three.
1: Yes. Yes. I was told that too by someone, and yeah, it's trying to trying to you know trying to read more manga because. It's the only thing that's really diverse enough to find some really weird, so bad it's good kind of stuff. And...
4: Yeah, that's true. There's a lot of it out there.
1: Yeah. I'm, I'm also reading One Punch Man, which is the funniest thing I've read in a long time.
4: Yeah, I've heard that it's really good, and I've been meaning to read it.
1: I, I just can't believe I got all – like all my recommended for you videos are now Zoo Ranger, and I'm like, oh, boy. <laughs> Stop laughing, Neil. Oh, wow. Stop laughing.
3: And there's no way you can so- correct
1: YouTube
4: it <laughs> yeah there's no way you can just fake you know like tell it no I don't want to watch anymore.
1: okay I guess I have to surrender and watch more zoo ranger
4: yeah you do watch the whole thing it's so completely different from power rangers it's like super weird
1: well actually I, I liked I like the story of green's death and redemption I thought that was actually really, really yeah, cool
4: I mean yeah but that like that's that's completely yeah anyway sorry
1: well, that's actually good. That's that's. That. Yeah, it's
4: good. No, I'm not saying that that they're. Yeah, I'm just saying they're completely different. They they have nothing. They have nothing to do with each other except the suits and the giant robots.
1: <laughs> yes, I've been actually reading lots of MMA manga lately. I don't know why.
4: Huh, I didn't even know there was that much.
1: Um, there there's some there there's uh most of them are really depressing. So I'm trying to find like fun ones. Like there's Holy Land, which is really 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 depressing.
0: Did you
4: watch that uh, that mma movie
1: which mma movie
4: um oh, the one that came out like a couple years ago and it was about the brothers
1: that movie made me cry oh what was it called regular movie live action movie it was, Japanese...
4: yeah it was a it was a movie a movie about merkins doing things yeah it was warrior warrior warriors just no warrior uh, it was no. about it was about these two brothers who used to like one of them used to be a boxer and the other one was like just back from the the I don't know fucking then they then they um they end up like fighting each other in this big tournament.
1: Wow, oh, that actually sounds really.
4: epic. It was good. I cried. It was so it was so good. Like it was the first time that I cried um at a movie where I wasn't crying because I was sad about something else like. In in months or years or something like it was fucking I
1: was miserable. I was trying. I was trying. Mm. Hey Neil, how's the duck treating you?
3: Oh, the duck is still flat on its face.
1: It's yeah. a dead. It's a dead drunk.
3: Duck. Drunk duck is. Oh, drunk duck. Yeah, drunk duck. I like how they change it to the duck, but no one calls it that. <laughs>
1: I, I I love how I love how the fact that it's broken ass, <laughs> and, and, and it actually makes Comic Genesis still viable even though its back end hasn't been touched in about seven years.
3: It, it's so weird. It used to be the other way around. It used to be, oh, another Comic Genesis outage.
1: Yeah, that's true.
3: Now it's like a rock.
1: <laughs> well, we'll, we'll, give the, well, part of it is not many people are signing up on it anymore. True. That's true. Because it used to be, and I still stand by this number. Did you know that 95% of all webcomics fail in the first six months? people always say where do you get that number and i always say well the thing is uh kelly price who is the admin of comic genesis he's on my contacts list he's a personal friend i met him at several conventions and uh i've asked him hey what's the percentage he told me so that's where i got the number so yeah and i've actually i was on the beacon once and i actually gave that number and fest thought that number was way too high and i told him where i got it from he's like well that's just comic genesis and i'm like I kind of believe that that's kind of the same on Smack Jeeves too.
3: Yeah, it's like why would that number be an anomaly?
1: <laughs> well, it, it's fast. And by the way, he invited me to do another episode, like right after all that, all that Twitter explosion happened. Well, it wasn't
3: directed at him. I know, but I he, he stays out of shit.
1: I know, but he follows our twitters. He knows better. He does know better because he tried to start some shit a couple times and Well Well Fess always tries to start shit. That, that's just what he is. And uh and Kitty Ock tries to try tries to keep out most of it too because she knows better too. But uh yeah, he keeps on vibing on his damn show. I I I make fun of him to his face. Maybe people like it hearing you make
4: fun of him. That's why he he cares more about the show being popular and funny than about himself having his feelings not hurt.
1: I you know what I said to him last time I was on the show because he was talking about I'm gonna have to quit my job. I'm all depressed. I can't find a job. I went on six interviews and no one hired me. God. What happened it's a was,
4: terrible thing to talk about on a podcast?
1: Well, well what happened was he was just talking about that on Twitter the day before <laughs> the show and and he started trying to rib on me and I said, Hey Fess, how's that depressant working for you? Oh.
4: oh. That's code.
1: <laughs> cold as ice. We I, could, just I sacrifice could our love. I could not resist doing that to him. I really couldn't. maybe I'm a bad person. I don't know. Am I a bad person, Neil?
3: You do go right for the jugular, time to time.
1: That's only to stop them from struggling. I don't know, Abby, you you don't know me too well, but am I a bad person?
4: I don't think so. Thank you. But I'm a bad person, so my opinion is not...
1: You are not a bad person. You are a <laughs> wonderful person.
4: I am basically an asshole. Like, Bottom line... On my best days,
1: I'm an asshole. I always thought you were pleasant. <laughs> no, okay. I, 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 remember, I remember the old Comic Genesis chat rooms and stuff like that, and oh, yeah. forums and stuff. I th- always thought you were pleasant.
4: That's because you didn't hear what I was saying about you behind
1: your back. <laughs> what did I do to you to make you say things behind my back? <laughs> <laughs> it was about my comic, oh, yeah. I knew my comic was shit.
4: No, oh, no, it was mostly just that you were boring that was about it.
1: <laughs> well, yes, I, I do live a very boring life. I knew that. <laughs> I mean, I, I can't go out every day, you know, jumping out of planes and and uh, saving the world from international terrorists. I can only do that every other weekend.
0: Uh, uh,
1: no, I
4: am, I am intensely boring, though. All I do is sit at home and like, eat eggs all day and no, it's... sometimes make Japanese things go into English.
1: Now it's I, I enjoy my I enjoy my boring life. I mean I I I'm living a good life. I'm I'm getting paid to sit behind a computer, and write HTML code all day. I mean any problems I have are like nothing. I get paid to do that. Let me check in. yeah my my YouTube still shows nothing but zoo, zoo Ranger and my recommended. This deal is there anything I could do to like make it <laughs> something else recommended? Maybe if I watch like a whole bunch of Good Eats or something.
3: Yeah, you have to like. Throw throw their uh, statistics way off in order to get that stuff to go away. So I'm I'm leery about clicking on YouTube links because I'm like, oh, this is gonna screw up my (laughs) my suggestions.
1: (laughs) (sighs) Oh, Oh my god, so many Zoo Ranger. It's yeah, yeah. I saw that one already. It's just. I I I actually get it. I appreciate it. I get it. I know why it's. I know why people like it. It's it's like it's like corny at the same time, so utterly Japanese, and then it gets epic. I get it. <laughs> I get it. It's it's. Oh boy, we have to eventually. Let's see here, Neil. We have to do an episode on Detective Conan. Of course, Conan. <laughs>
3: We're
4: having a fight. We're having a fight now about the Conan. <laughs>
3: That's how you pronounce
1: the name, what, the name. What's the name of the guy who wrote Sherlock Holmes?
3: Sir Arthur Conan Doyle.
1: He said a day, I heard the name there.
3: I said Conan.
1: It sounds the same to me. <laughs> we, st- we still need to do an episode on the, ma- the man who did the Totally Spies and Martin Mystery. Oh, oh yeah. It, the fetishiest it, fucking... Yeah, oh, you, want is. Hear the funniest, you want to hear the funniest part of that, Abby? What? The, the creator... Has an issue when people on DVD draw fetist versions of the characters. He's like, they're right. not supposed to be sexualized at all. But all those yeah. cartoons
3: are sexualized. Those are clearly like the most cuted up girls I've ever seen in a in a cartoon for kids.
1: And they have a lot of weird gross fetish things going on. I, I know, <laughs> but I know, but he throws a conniption. He throws a fit online anytime he sees DVD drawings of them sexualized he's like no they're not supposed to be sexualized he actually says it in a french accent because he's french but uh it's
3: like you should stay away from john joseko's uh <laughs> deviant art page then
1: it's the i only bring this up because it's funny because it's like his own show has so much in it And then, then when people start feeding off of that, that's why people come to watch his show. It's like some guy showing up at NASCAR and said, "No, you're not supposed to enjoy the crashes." It's
3: three high school girls in skin tight uh, costumes, and I I, I don't.
1: He has he has fetches up the wazoo. Like he had one where one of the girls got thunder thighs or something, and another one where the, the, the
3: cookie episode.
1: Yeah. Why do
3: I know that?
1: <laughs> because apparently inflation is a thing.
0: Yes. You think?
1: I don't know. I I I. I <sighs> Let's not talk about Andrew Dobson here. If it, yeah. If it wasn't
3: for the fact that deviant art has completely desensitized me to everything.
0: Yeah. <laughs>
1: Let's see, we also have on the schedule, we have to fix the schedule because we already did an episode on g Gun that we gotta remove that. Oh yeah. And we already did Magic Night Rare Earth, we gotta remove that. Um, we, we did Saturday morning already, we gotta remove that. Yeah. Um, we gotta do an episode on Witch. Okay. Why is that on there? I don't know, wasn't my idea. Have
4: either of you even watched that? What? Have either of you even watched that?
1: Not I don't me. know, it's another one of those, uh, what they call franimes, I, I don't yeah. Okay, let's see here. Um,
3: Maybe Pablo suggested. It. I'll, I'll blame it on Pablo.
1: Uh, Pablo has some 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 tastes, but uh, <laughs> Pablo also loves Super Sentai. I remember Pablo was talking about the epicness and stuff. It's 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 one of his <laughs> it's, it's one of his loves. I mean he. <laughs> but yeah, let's see here. We we definitely have to do the episode on TMS franchises that won't die, Neil. Yeah. Well, Lupin that is Detective
3: Conan. And, uh,
1: yeah, Lupin.
3: Yeah, Lupin.
1: I love Lupin.
3: Green jacket or red jacket?
1: Is this going to be like this whole poo with a shirt, poo without I'm a shirt kidding. kind of
3: thing? I'm kidding.
1: I actually knew someone who took the poo with shirt, poo without shirt thing seriously. <laughs> he actually had a signature online <laughs> uh, that says, follow the shirtless poo to salvation, the, the shirted poop leads to damnation.
3: Okay. People have way too <laughs> much time on their hands. What? People have way too much time on their hands.
1: Well, even Christopher Robin hates poo. That's not true. Really? I read nothing but that. Like he he hated.
4: Oh yeah, the actual the actual kid who was big. Yeah, he probably. Well, the thing is, like base. You know, like this thing that your dad did when you were a kid and continued to do in around for your like, an entire life.
1: Well, I think I think part of it is his parents' fault because they recorded him singing poo songs and stuff like that, and and then threw him in, in a oh. public school, and then they threw him in a public school. Wow. I mean, what do you think's gonna happen to the poor kid? Uh, what 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 everyone knew would happen? A bunch of the bullies got a record of him singing the poo songs and started playing it every day. Oof. I mean, what did his parents think would happen when they threw him into, like, a public school after they, like, took pictures of him doing plays as Christopher Robin and singing Pooh songs as Christopher Robin? And then, oh, by the way, son, you're 10 now. You have to go to public school.
4: Yeah, that That's balls.
1: Uh, balls <laughs> I mean, pretty <laughs> I mean well, Neil, does that count as child abuse?
3: I, I don't know. <laughs> oh, sure.
1: I mean, you know, like I said, I always thought I always thought that the anti-bullying platform was bunk, but something like that—that's that's kind of bad. <laughs> that that's that's pretty freaking. Oh my god! I mean, it's I I actually have some sympathy for Christopher Robin. After that, it's like it it, it it'd be like showing pictures of you like as a kid wearing like Superman jammies or something. It's like why jammies yeah Jammies. i jammies. know yeah all right well i think that's it for tonight okay yeah
3: you know, i think what i'll do is i'll just i'll just jam these two shows together i'll there's like maybe 20 minutes of redundancy i'll cut that down and uh, i'll just have it like one after the other
1: yep sounds good to me yeah sounds very good to me so how's everything else going for you neil
3: going pretty good
1: Okay. Oh, I think Appy wants to come back. Let's let's try that again. Oh, I didn't
3: realize that she was gone.
1: Let's see. Let's. Okay. Guess... Hold on one second. It's my phone's fault. One second. I'm back.
3: All
1: right. Well, we were just wrapping stuff up, and uh, I'm realizing that Hajime no Ippo has over a thousand chapters.
0: Jesus
3: Christ.
1: I think yeah, it's it's longer than Rocky. Yes,
4: it is very long.
1: It is incredibly, <laughs> incredibly long. So how's the bamboo working, Abby?
4: It's working pretty well. Um, I think either the cord got messed up.
1: I only caught half of it. A little
4: that. bit. So I think, oh, uh, the cord. I think the cord got messed up, or I put the wrong cord on it. But. Uh, other than that, it's good. Um, I it's, it's easy to replace the cord because it just the one that goes from your computer to your phone.
0: So
4: I have okay. one. Okay, yep, good. Yep. Yeah, it's working. I'm sorry I haven't gotten you some art yet, but.
1: Um, oh no, don't worry about that. I didn't. I didn't send a T. I didn't send a T just to get art. I I just sent it to you because <laughs> because I was I was I was being a friend and I wasn't using it.
4: And you did me a favor, and it was very kind
1: of you. Well, that's just the kind of guy I am.
4: <laughs> yes.
1: Yes, it's, uh, even after you said all those mean things about me.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> See, I also ha- I also have a very bad sense of humor, about <sighs> but
4: uh, <laughs> you're adorable. All right, I better go. All,
1: all right, right. Goodnight, good night, good night, Abby. I'm it's... gonna go. Good
4: night, guys. Good all night.
1: Right.